<laughs> Hello, sweet bitches of the internet. That's right. We're back. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Now, this is a disturbing thing that has been discovered due to an internet survey. It's that most men don't change their underwear but once every seven years. That shit's fucked up. <laughs> it's more than that for me. That's fucked up. That's your dick hammock, son. You need to keep that shit clean. You don't have a pair of underwear <laughs> that you know for sure that you've had for a long ass time? I try to get rid of them. But um, I'm going to be honest with you. I never bought nice underwear before. I just would buy, like, yeah. underwear. Right. Like, whatever. Like, a big packet of them. And as long as they kept my dick in place, I get very upset if the dick hole opens up. And i got to keep tucking yeah. tucking the hamster back into the cage. That's bullshit. Um, so, until these me undies guys sent me underwear, these are the best underwear I've ever worn, without a doubt. And I was thinking about it when I put them on. I was like, why wouldn't I want, like, comfortable underwear on my balls and my dick? Like, I would, right? So why haven't I not, like, spent money on, like, some nice underwear? I've never spent money on nice underwear. I just bought fucking whatever. So then these MeUndies guys, they sent me it. And at first, I was, like, a little bit skeptical. I was like, it's fucking underwear, man. Who gives a shit about underwear? You go to get underwear at a store. But they have, like, really high-quality shit. Like, it feels good. Like, it, it's like they have moisture. Like, it, it pulls moisture away from your body. Their, their underwear is, like, super high-end stuff. You know, I've... My my dick is being strangled right now, and I think a ball is hanging out. And I've always just accepted, like, oh, that's just sitting. That's just your choices. You've got <laughs> ropes around your dick. What are you talking no, about? No, my underwear is way too tight. Like, this t- underwear that I'm wearing, <laughs> I know I've had for a long time, and it's super, super tight. Do you have the same underwear from back when you lost a ton of weight? Yeah. Then- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have underwear that I I know I've had for a long time. Because it's kind of like, if, it's, if it still works, why would you throw it away? It's like a towel. Well... Me undies is your solution, son. Okay, I need to get and some. they will pull some moisture away from your dick and give you some shit that fits. Uh, the most comfortable underwear you have ever tried on. They fit perfectly. They they don't they don't strangle your dick. So they, this, and they, they literally do pull moisture away from your skin. So that will help you, like with people that have like yeastier things going on. It will, like, well, you should probably clean yourself, you fucking dirty pig. Yeah. But once you do do that, yeah. I mean, yeah. guys with diabetes it just have feels better. Yeasty dicks, you know. A lot do of, they really? Yeah, a lot of guys. How do you have, know? How many guys with diabetes have, you blowing? <laughs> dude, when I got that male yeast infection, I studied it for a long mm, time. I'm sure you did. I'm sure no, it wasn't I promise just a cursory use glimpse on uh, Google uh, and then back to business. No, I, it, where do they pull the moisture to? They yeah. take it to Canada. There's kind of there's Canada's, not a lot going on down we there. We steal that's a what, lot from Canada. It's just that's what we give back. Ball ball sweat. Is there gutters to this, or like like does, does your pants just get become wet? It's become like down, uh, piping a parachute down the side of your leg for ball sweat. <laughs> just captures it all. It anyway, meundies.com. Go there. They're awesome underwear. I'm I'm wearing them right now. They're very, very, very comfortable. And, uh, you know, change your fucking underwear more than once every seven <laughs> years, you pigs. Go to meundies.com forward slash Rogan before <laughs> September 1st and get 20% off your first order. Shit. 20% off of your first order when you go to meundies.com forward slash Rogan before September 1st, which is a couple weeks from now. All right, you fucks. Enjoy. Meundies.com. We're also brought to you. By Ting. Ting is uh, the official cell phone provider for this podcast. The phone is, uh, that we use for this podcast is run on Ting. Ting is, um, they use the Sprint backbone and they use it with their own rules. Their own rules like that they decide. They decided, okay, let's have no contracts. Let's have no early terminations fees. Let's not even charge people like a set amount per month. 
um, let's do it. They did it two different ways. One t- at one point in time, they would like credit you. They would knock you down to the lower level. Like say if you didn't use all your minutes, they would knock you down to a lower level and credit you the distance, the difference on your next bill. And then they decided like that's too fucking complicated. You know what it really it should be? It should be people just pay for what they use. So that's their newest thing, which I think is perfect. And I think that's where all cell phone providers will eventually find themselves. It doesn't make any sense if like you pay for 120 minutes but you only use 100. Where's those 20 minutes? They're gone. They're they're evaporated. But with Ting, 98% of people who use Ting would save money. And uh, again, they use the Sprint backbone. They rent time on Sprint, so it's a major network, and they do it in a, like a very ethical way, in a way that uh, just makes you feel good about working with the company. I think that's how it should be. Like contracts and termination fees and all this legal bullshit. With Ting, you buy a phone, you have <clears throat> you buy a phone, you have it, it's yours. And then if you want to cancel them, you tell them, go fuck yourself, and you just cancel. And that's it. And you're in. You're out. You do whatever you want to do. That's how it should be. You know, this uh, this idea about, you know, being able to uh, control people with contracts, it's fucking gross. I don't like it. I don't like it, Brian. I don't like it. It's, it's so cheap, though. And, and they have family plans now where you can like, add somebody for really cheap. So if you have a girlfriend, you could throw her on your plan. Check it out. You can just yeah. go to plans, go to Ting, look at the different plans. Yeah, rogan.ting.com. If you go there, you can see uh, all the different cell phones they sell as well, like Brian was showing them on the screen earlier. They have um, like some serious high-end Android phones. The one I got is the Samsung Galaxy S5. I just got it. I uh, love it. You know what else I love about it? It's water-resistant. Like, it, it had the, the bottom of it, it plugs in, and you can throw it in the toilet. <laughs> if you wanted to, it'll be okay. You can use it as toilet paper and throw it in the toilet. I don't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> you can't wipe your ass on it, because then you'll get like... But if you just dropped it... Have you ever dropped your phone in the toilet? I've dropped my phone in the Never, toilet. N- yeah, I got yes. Yeah, we all have. Uh, while on poop, and I had to grab it on yeah. poop. Yeah, I've, I've dropped it while brushing my teeth in the sink. I've got water all over it. i fucked phones up before dropping them. But with um, these uh, Galaxy S5s, you don't have to worry about that. Actually, the bottom closes up. It's got a little tab that closes in on the bottom. And the top, apparently, you can, you can go underwater with these fucking things. A lot of people think I was stupid when I said that story about having to suck the water out of my phone. Because mm-hmm. like, a lot of people throw it in rice. And I'm always like, get the water out of there first. Smart. And, and smart. But uh, a lot of people said that that was the dumbest thing they ever heard. And so I went online <laughs> to all this Howard Forms and I researched it. No, that totally makes sense. Get the water out of there. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Use a vacuum cleaner if you have one. Probably wouldn't be as good as your mouth because your mouth would like yeah. seal it. Yeah, you know, and you could get a good amount of. T- yeah, you can get a good amount of suction with that. Yeah, and just fucking be a man about it, and you know, brush your teeth your afterwards. You just know, suck your phone. This guy's invented this pack that you put a, f- a phone in if it's got wet, and it's you put it in this in more liquid, which sounds crazy, but it counteracts what the water's doing really it's absolutely bizarre it was apparently it would have been huge because their plan was to put it in airports but because it's a bag of liquid oh it didn't right. go because because like, like, that's the perfect thing to have at airports like but yeah you put it in and it's so yeah i don't know it counters a, a wow. what the water does somehow so it's not just it's the it's not just the fact it's liquid it's something in it that erodes that's everything fascinating. away fascinating I wonder what it is. I remember they were doing those things where they were dipping phones. Remember that? You'd send off a phone to yeah. a company. Do they still do that? Yeah. They even sell it now at just like Lowe's. You can buy the same chemical now. Really? Yeah. You could dip your own phone. Yeah. I think we showed the commercial on, on, on this podcast. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> yeah, we did. did we? Yeah. Did I wasn't we? paying attention. Jamie? I was trying to avoid yeah. you. <laughs> hey. 
No, I don't remember that at all, man. I really don't. Yeah, they sell it and now. You can do Lowe's. it yourself. Yeah, they maybe s- you did it on one of your spots. No, no, no. I remember it because we talked about it and we showed a commercial about it. I don't it. remember. There's been too many goddamn podcasts. Fuck. So how how hard is it to do? Is it easy? Like you just yeah, dip, it's dip pretty easy. You, and you Why doesn't everybody do that then? I don't know. You Seems can like, like dip something. your clothes in it. Like if you work outside a lot, your shoes, your your, your shoes, so you. Do you throw the whole phone in this bullshit, or I, I, do you? Because what about the screen? Does it fuck with the screen? I don't. I don't know. Here, I'll show you. <laughs> no, let's just All get right. through this commercial. Yeah. People are mad. Yeah. I get so Somebody many tweeted tweets about how long these commercials are. <laughs> Tough shit. You know how to use the fast forward, bitch. <laughs> use it. Uh, anyway, go to rogan.ting.com and save 25 bucks off of any of their uh, awesome new phones. Rogan.ting.com. Enjoy it. And that's it. This episode of the podcast, the commercials are now officially over. Scroobius Pip is here. Let's just get cracking with this thing, won't we? Shall we? Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. What's happening, fella? I'm good, man. How you doing? It's been cool to talk to you uh, from the moment you got here, 25 plus minutes ago. Been hanging out. We did a lot of talking with uh, Jack Black, who's a very cool dude. Been telling us some some crazy stories of Russia, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's talking. He, he was telling us some. Robin Black was telling us some awesome stories of uh, these uh, Russian dudes that uh, he partied with. These uh, sumo wrestlers. It was insane. That, like yeah. what what he was saying was like it was so ridiculous. The stories of excess and drinking and waking up covered in urine and uh, we videotaped it. So uh, Jamie, Jamie, will, <laughs> Jamie will put that shit up later. But it was really funny. He was a, he was a cool dude, man. I really yeah. like Robin. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, interesting guy. Um, from another country, he is. As are you, sir? Yes, indeed, I am. Yeah, all the way from England. I, I saw your shit uh, on my message board. It was the first time I saw your shit. Yeah, some people had put up uh, one of the videos was of you. Uh, you're cutting your hair yeah, on your yeah, beard. Yeah, introduction. While, yeah, introduction. That's a great fucking rap, dude. That's spent, really fun. I spent 100 pounds on that on that video. Did you? That was my complete budget. Can we play that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's play that. Go let's ahead. play that and talk about it. Brian, pull it up. It's uh, introduction. You got to tell him how to spell it. <laughs> I can't spell it. <laughs> it's, it's my fault as well for picking a name that's ridiculously hard to spell and pronounce and... Yeah, it's it's Scroobius Pips, a tough one for Twitter. It's not easy. No. It's not easy to fit in. Some people, do they try OU? Yeah, yeah, they try OUS, yeah. Hmm, screws. Yeah. I mean, they get it in the end. Eventually. Here we go. I saw a dead fish on the pavement and thought, what did you expect? There's no water around this stupid. Should have stayed where it was wet. You gotta see this. Hello, my name is Pip, and I would like to speak some lyrics into this microphone that's amplified so you can hear it. This piece of diction is the intro to distraction pieces. That's all the shit that flies around my head and keeps me sleepless. Such little food for fool, my fucking brain feels anorexic. So many typos when I write, oh, I'll claim I'm dyslexic. I've got your poem here, I've put it in this envelope. I'm setting fire to it, hope you all can read the smoke. Most people where I live don't know me, and I fucking like it. Some people where I live don't like me and I fucking know it some heads won't know my name or give me a look since I flow kind of strange that's find a bit for the footprints Original, 
I stole this flow from the creator And from some others too Can't think run out, I'll name them later If I say fuck a lot, well then I may gain more attention If I say cunt, well then with some of you there will be tension I find this interesting, cause in the end they are just words You give them power when you cower, man, it's so absurd But all that was covered by Lenny Bruce back in the day Nothing's original, now I'm repeating what I say Paralysis through analysis could stop me here But that'd just be an excuse to run in fears I'll brandish the blandest man's anguish with a ram fist Directed at the throat of any man that can withstand this I'll brandish the blandest man's anguish with a ram That say things like no homo and such It always seems maybe the lady doth protest too much I'm really speechless but I speak less than you might imagine Sometimes I stutter and I sputter like the words are catching I'm known to write about the shit most people won't discuss Sometimes I'm used to intrusive with their words and such You see a mousetrap, I see free cheese and a fucking challenge But you stay quiet for fear of tipping the balance When it's horses for courses and my horses distorted I bought it for four quid then forced it through horses we walk through these morbid, remorseless discourses Then discuss these disgusting new sources When it's horses for crosses, my horses distorted That's badass. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> That's really fun, man. That's really fun. I really enjoy that. I, I thought the, the lyrics were cool. I like how he did it. It was interesting. It's crazy you know? because we f- f- filmed that in just a, a metal container and the guy we'd rented it off, we didn't tell him what the fuck we were doing because I figured <laughs> we can only do it in one take because right. I've got to shave my head and shit. So I thought if he doesn't, if we ask him, he can say no. Right. If we do it, he can just tell us off afterwards and yeah. and that's that. So as it finished, obviously there's tons of fire. We set him th- and sh- shit on fire and we had to have the doors closed because of lighting. Oh, so fuck. we're in a metal container just burning everything and then I piled out with smoke bellowing and the guy just walked past and just went Pip I don't even want to know and walked on I was like good man good man you saved the day what a great scene you're coming out of a video shoot and hair it's hanging off of fire. me fire your, your smoke head shaved <laughs> your head shaved and the fucking door opens to a storage container and there's smoke bellowing out what a great scene yeah. that's rock and roll man that's some real shit it's the beauty of, of directing all your own videos is you don't yeah. have to do health and safety shit you don't have to tick that <laughs> off there's no, there's no one to say you can't do that it's like yeah we can fucking do that whatever <laughs> you, how did you get started rapping man well you do you do you, you consider that rap or yeah you... yeah kind of i mean i started off in spoken word so i started off just kind of with no beats but i was into hip-hop and again a lot of people hear spoken word and think that sounds shit basically and poetry and that but yeah. i was exactly the same um well, I, spoken word has potential right yeah, completely. I, mean, any, I mean what do people like i mean people love i have a dream yeah i have a dream is goddamn spoken word i mean completely. martin luther king's i have a dream speech it's, is it's a, why i always refer to it as spoken word rather than poetry or anything else because mm-hmm. that's the most literal right do you know what i mean a, a really an an intricate stand-up set that's like w- w- one piece that's a whole story that's that's spoken word does, it's just does it's the funny. word poetry does poet does that have a bad connotation like a pretentious it puts connotation people off and people kind of think you're a dick yeah so. you're a dick right if you say i remember i was at the the comedy cellar in new york and david tells on stage and he's killing and there's this snotty fuck in the audience and for some reason the guy took offense to one of dave's jokes and says something and and uh, Dave's like, well, I'm sorry, sir. I'm just up here trying to do some jokes. What do you do for a living, sir? You know, he's <laughs> fuck- and the guy goes, I'm a poet, published. 
And I'll never forget <laughs> that. And there, for a year, I was saying that to people. I'm a poet. Published. For, like, <laughs> for ages blah. when trying to get insurance and shit like that, I'd just I'd try and explain what I do and then just go with unemployed or self-employed. Because I ain't putting poetry on my, yeah. on my thing. That's, that's, I'll never forget way. that, asshole. I'm a poet. <laughs> Published. published and he had like fashionable clothes on and shit you know he's just oh he totally lives at home still with his mom 100 percent. i guarantee I bet david that. tell doesn't even remember it but i remember it <laughs> it wasn't even me that got heckled fuckheads but yeah so obviously i'm not in love with poetry but yeah, I, I kind just... of i started doing it because i was in kind of like some some punk bands and shit like that and i got s- sick of relying on drummers their mum like giving him a lift to, to practice <laughs> and the bassist can't make it because he's working a n- night shift and shit like that. So I was looking at what I could do and succeed or fail on my own. Like I love the buzz of the fact that if it went well, it's my fault. If I fail, I can't say, oh, it's this other guy's fault. That's a real problem with bands, huh? Yeah. Like Eddie Bravo was trying to explain to me like the trials and tribulations that the average band goes through. And I was thinking about it when we had the conversation. I'm like, I never even thought about that before. But dealing with all those egos together... Yeah. And and then also some people that are just undisciplined. Yeah, completely. Some people aren't as passionate about it as, as you are, or it's yeah. just a fun thing for them. And equally, like accepting g- gigs and, sh- and shit like that, you have to ring through like four or five other people to mm-hmm. say, can we accept this gig? It's like, yeah, it's awful to me. So, yeah. so that's kind of why I started doing spoken word. Um, yes, yeah, so I could do it all off, off my own back. <laughs> it was just a hate of being in bands, really. What, you know what I like about what you did, too? Um, I, for whatever reason, there's a lot of guys who speak a certain way, and then when they perform rap, it sounds like an urban black guy. Yeah, yeah completely. It's it very strange. Me. It's like, what, what happened that you had to start doing it like this? Because yeah. that's not how you would talk in real life, miss. I, would, you know, <laughs> I was raised in the hood, but I'm strong from my... You know, what, you know, it's, there's, there's like... Like, it, it blows my mind that people, the most common thing that people say to me after shows and that is like, oh, you sound exactly like you do on record. It's like, it's because this is my voice. That's, this is me talking. That's, yeah, this there what was it is. an article recently about why uh, people with British accents sing in an American accent. Yeah. You know, I don't remember what the fucking conclusion was. I barely weird. paid attention. I looked at it. I'm like, who cares? They just choose to. You know, you could choose. But if there's a difference between an English guy choosing to sound American and an American guy choosing to sound British. Because if an English guy comes over to America and loses his British accent, nobody's going to give him a hard time yeah. about it. Yeah. But if an American guy takes on a British accent, <laughs> yeah. get the fuck out of here. Madonna can live in London till her tits fall off. You're not British. Cut it out. Lindsay you Lohan. cut it it's out. True. It's you true. cut it out, Madonna. I don't give a fuck if you bought a house there. <laughs> that rich bitch, she bought a house there just so she could talk in an English accent. <laughs> I just to want to be one it. of the lords. Come on. My, I am Madonna. I am a dancer slash singer slash superstar. Was Madonna Madonna mm, knighted? She should be. <laughs> Her and uh, fucking what's his name, Elton John. I was listening yeah. to uh, Country Comfort on the way over here. Just randomly, sometimes like my iPhone syncs up with my uh, car and it just it'll play. You know how it does it sometimes? It'll just play a random song. And it just started playing, um, it's on one of my playlists, but that Elton John song, Country Comfort, that motherfucker could sing his ass off. Damn God right. damn, Elton John's good. You just like, there's so much emotion and power in his songs. You know, it's just like, it takes you right to what he's saying. Like, it's uh, about grandma needing help to fix her barn, you know, like this. Yeah. And you're like, you're seeing the whole thing play out. You're seeing fields of wheat and butterflies and an old lady and... 
Elton John's a bad motherfucker. But does he sound like Elton John <laughs> when he sings? That's the not question. Not really, right? It's kind of, it's not really an American accent though, is it? I mean, I, it's kind of hard to say. It's hard to say because the when you're singing, you're you're extending these words. Yeah. She need, I mean, he's saying farm and it's taken him like 10 seconds. Yeah. She needs some help to run the farm. Yeah, no, yeah, Nobody yeah, talks yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's well, like, I mean, I've got a stutter, so I do kind of talk like that. This this might end up being a really long podcast because <laughs> I'm going to They're normally three hours. This will be like six hours, seven hours. So, so lock yourselves in. Yeah, there's a, singing's a weird thing, man. Singing's a beautiful thing, but spoken word to music is a very different thing. Spoken word to music, it's very lyrical, um, uh, lyrically uh, dependent. That's yeah. the word for it. It's like that was what I really enjoyed about your stuff is it was very clever. I could see that you put a lot of thought into the, your lyrics and what you're, you know. And I love the thing about Lenny Bruce. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you you covered it in a really cool way. It's kind of, and then you could also tell that it was one take. Yeah, it's it's, it's trying to. Whenever I'm writing, it's the main goal was to make it interesting to me mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's what I think confuses me about a lot of hip hop when it is all just talking about the same thing. It's like I'd get bored performing that or doing that over and over again. So it's kind of, you know what that exists. I think exciting. in every art form, I bet it exists in rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, I bet yeah. it, I mean, I know it exists in comedy, you yeah. know, there's, there's certain subjects that guys will cover when you can tell they're covering it because they think that the audience wants to Wanna hear, hear that. Yeah. And it's not like what's actually interesting to them. Yeah. I, I can't imagine getting excited f- finishing a line or finishing a piece that's just exactly that kind of, oh, I think people will yeah. enjoy that. So, well, there's a lot of people that do do that, though. It's weird, like those hip maker guys who like sit down, they write these songs yeah. that they know specifically will hit like a target nerve. See, I understand that because they're writing that for someone else to have to perform and right. sell their soul to, every night to, <laughs> to kind of sing and get through. I can understand that because they're just going, I'm going to write this and make a, f- a fuck ton of money and then hand this over to some other guy to wasn't there a whole, jump up there and wasn't there a band where the lead singer was like one of those guys that would like write songs for a lot of like train didn't I don't know. isn't that what i'm thinking of no but what was that there's just what the fuck was train there was this one band fuck i'm not gonna remember I'm not going to remember, but I but remember they're this never going to be as, as big as the one he writes the songs for. Well, he made it's one weird works. that he released himself. It was pretty recently. It was it was a big hit, but it was like one of those songs where like I couldn't get into it because it was like it was well done, but I could tell that it was like a calculated yeah. thing. It's ticking all the boxes. It's got yeah. a formula that makes it work. Yeah, as opposed to like there's certain songs you know where like you don't you don't even know why you like it. Like there's this um. There's this uh, old Leonard Skinner song, "The Battle of Curtis Lowe." Yeah, you know, and it's like, it's one of those songs where, like, you you the battle ballad rather of Curtis Lowe. And it's one of those songs where you hear it, you don't even know what is going on. That this song is just captivating me in yeah. such a unique way, like cha- making me emotional, like making me feel that moment. And you can like, tell when they feel like yeah. they've been written. I like that. Like one of the things I liked about when that song Introduction kind of blew up was no one kind of noticed for ages that it's not got a chorus it's not got a hook right it's right, not got right. anything and it was kind of but people didn't notice that because they were kind of captivated and into it and didn't think about alright you're meant to kind of go verse chorus verse chorus bridge yeah. you know this kind of shit mm-hmm. so it's kind of nice when that works and you can tell it's just here's just just what came out and what 
yeah, it was natural. But you pieced that together, right? Like yeah. that's a piece. Like you yeah. started working on that. You yeah, developed yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Completely. Do you when you when you do something like that and you develop a piece? Do you uh, write it all out and like what? Like how long is that whole song? It's about three and a half minutes yeah, or so. Three and a half minutes. Yeah. And do you do you develop it at three and a half minutes? Do you add to it along the way? Like is it completely written before you ever get to the stage? Um, yeah, it's it's all completely written before I get to the. The stage, a lot of of that song in particular. I mean, I'm noting stuff on my phone all the time, mm-hmm. um, and just yeah, I'm, I'm making note of of just good lines or good ideas or topics or subjects. Like so, maybe you have like a new line that just pops in your head, yeah, and you yeah. want to add. Yeah, just making. I mean, in in my notes, always I'm going to have something awful in there now. Um, but it will just be notes, even if it's just even if it's a line or a turn of phrase. I my last note was saying about how loads of rappers at the moment are going on about going beast mode and beast mode being a thing i've just written one saying do one about going depeche mode instead <laughs> uh, that's literally there's no l- a lyric there i've not structured that yet right, but right right it's just right oh, i'll do something with that so then on a song like that because a lot of my songs are stories as well though so but one like that it's easy to go through all these kind of weird little ideas or phrases or even like like bits of philosophy and, sh- and shit like that just to go right i'll put that in there right right that's the coolest thing about creating your own stuff, right? Is that you could just decide yeah. what goes in. You could decide. And it's just, I, I mean, the thing that I buzz about it the most is that you don't know what's good until you put it out there. Yeah. Like I genuinely, on on that one, there's a line, uh, you see a mousetrap, I see free cheese and a, f- a fucking challenge. Right. Um, it was just one of loads of lines. And then when that came out, it's the one that everyone was going crazy on and everyone was tweeting. It's like, I had no idea that that was the standout because yeah. you're so in in it that you yeah yeah got so much you're putting together so that was one of many standout that that whole thing there's a lot of great lyrics in that but yeah that's definitely a standout part of it that's uh that's that's really cool man i love anything like that where it's like one guy piecing something together where it's whether it's music or whether it's a book like talking to an author about creating a book or whether it's a stand-up comedian creating an act or a guy writing a, a you know a movie or anything it's just there's something about that creative process and there's so, so much more now where that's so much more acceptable and doable because of the internet and because of being able to get whatever your one passion is out there that you can kind of just be it doesn't have to be a team of writers a team of people doing this and that you can find a lot more people who've got that just one vision yeah. and then just yeah see what it turns into yeah yeah and when you like have this one thing that comes out of your own mind and you put it together and you it's like we were talking about this with comedy like when somebody becomes a pip fan like you're the only one that can give them that stuff yeah like it's then crazy it's, then it's they're looking to see what comes out of your head yeah you know and it's then, crazy as, as as well though and again i'm sure it's the same with stand-up it's that weird thing of all of it as much as you put into it it's just what you think at the time mm-hmm. so like but then it's committed to record and that's that so right five years down the line my opinions or views might ch- or i'd hope my opinions and views will change in general like not on everything but i think it's important to develop ideas and philosophies constantly mm-hmm. so it's then that weird thing that people will have got that that first record and being have, have listened to that one phrase or thing over and over and it's become their kind of mantra and then you're like yeah i kind of not into that as much anymore i'm kind of I'm into this shit now this is what's going on now and it's it's weird how that yeah that can be the the the, the, the thing that you can either give them what they need or you can't if you know what i mean right it's natural hip, development hip-hop seems to be in a way a, a lot like stand-up comedy in that it's kind of generic in turn 
Yep. But it's very broad in terms of content. Yeah. It's yeah, very completely. different, right? It's stupid. People who say, I love comedy or I love hip-hop. Yeah. You love specific comedy and specific hip-hop. There's loads yeah. of shit comedy. There's loads of shit hip-hop. There's loads of sh- shit, shit spoken word. I like good comedy hip-hop. And so, you know, yeah. I've got my specifics I like. So, yeah, it's, it's another one that a guy um, I, I work with sometimes, Sage Francis, was saying in an interview recently, it's got to the point now where when people talk about hip-hop, you can't assume that they're talking about the same thing as him. Uh-huh. And again, I think that's it's because it's so broad. There's such a variation in there. Yeah, yeah. There's a giant broad variation, and it's interesting. It's like uh, if you went to a club and it just said rock and roll, well, you'd know it'd be rock and roll. But if yeah. you went to a club, just said music. Well, hip hop is like it's such a very specific type of music, but inside the genre, there's yeah. like a bunch of different variables, right? Yeah, hugely. Again, like. When I, I, I first started off and I was touring about and trying to get my name out there, I'd struggle to describe what I do because if I said hip-hop and people instantly thought of 50 Cent or came because of 50 Cent or Kanye, it's like, right. you're not going to be happy with, with what you get. Or equally, <laughs> they might be put off because they're not into that. And it's like, well, right. this might not be. Right. They might think that you would, you know, you would be uh, affecting a certain type of yeah. behavior. and Exactly. They think I'm going to speak in an American accent and be... Are you allowed to say wigger? Is that is it a is wigger a uh, wigger? It it's okay to wigger, say wigger. 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 Has it become an issue? It doesn't seem like it. Like no. you can call someone that, and it's not like dropping an n bomb, right? Like even though it sounds a lot like it with a W, you're allowed to let it slide. It's fine. Yeah, it and don't have a hard okay. softens it. But there is that kind, and then there's what you're doing, which is like a completely different thing. Like you're talking and you're making shit rhyme, but you're also making statements, and it's very entertaining. But it's a it's a form of hip hop, but it's a yeah. very different form of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, c- c- completely. And it's key. It's the entertainment part is key as well because I think yeah. a lot of people who do the more conscious stuff, it's just like yeah, it's a lecture. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're kind of just being fed this, and it feels like they're kind of trying to get across just how intelligent they are and all this. I'm kind of in all my stuff. It's trying to open up discussion rather than say, here's the the beginning and end of of, of this subject it's right, kind of saying look right, right. here's some shit that we should maybe all think about a bit more or discuss in music or culture in general more but not trying to say i've got all the answers here's yeah here's my shit kind of thing yeah yeah i love the fact that there's so many different genres in hip-hop now because i think yeah. that uh i've always been uh, a fan i'm a fan of all kinds of different like i'm a fan of your style but i'm also like a big fan of like old school ghetto boys yeah yeah completely, you know completely i've got a a radio sh- Damn, it feels good to be UK. a gangster came on the radio the other day and I was like, yeah, fuck, huge. this is the shit. This it's song is f- the shit. My favorite thing is when I'm in LA is because you've got radio stations that just play just old hip-hop and proper kind of hip-hop all, yeah. all day long. And yeah, well, I don't have that in the UK. I miss Scarface. Yeah. Was Scarface still putting out shit? Is he, he put he- out a new track like six months ago damn I need to I need to get back into Scarface I forgot how, what a good that rapper one album, he is the diary was damn just... it feels good to be a gangster yeah then <laughs> that album cover with the guy's eyeball hanging out yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't be stopped ghetto boys man that's Bushwick <laughs> Bill shot himself in the eye they, they were the craziest yeah that was some fun fucking music man my mind's right. playing tricks on me do 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 I was Joe. I was uh, when I was in uh, Florida for doing comedy just last weekend. Uh, there was this fetish con g- going on, and we, so it was like Mark Marin and uh, 
you know, Chris Hardwick and a few of us just all hanging out at this bar watching all these freaks. It was like being at like a AVN with dominatrixes and people in gimp suits and stuff like that. Wow. And there was this woman, this guy that was dressed up as a, a woman with a face mask on and she just stared at us and didn't move and the face mask had this creepy like smile on it. And it was the most disturbing thing ever. I have a photo all of right. it somewhere. All just fetish people? Yeah, just fetish people. And then in Jacksonville, I went to this borough bar and uh, there was a band that was about to start in the next room. And out of nowhere, this band jumps off stage and goes into the room that we're, the bar area that we're at and starts playing right into the crowd, like jumping on like like the tables of the bar and stuff. And then at the end, they caught the cymbals on fire and the place was like on fire. It was the most intense, amazing band I've ever seen. And it was just like a band. I just popped into yeah. a bar and, and saw this amazing band. And so if, you should check out a video sometime of them. It's They're a really interesting band. But it's cool seeing like live what music What are they called like again? Uh, their name is Doc. Hold on, I want to make sure I say this right. Doc uh, Sui or something like that. It's uh, spell it here. I'll get it to you. Well, to yeah. people online that are listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll find it. I, I'll find the proper spelling. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know where the fuck we were going oh, before is. you just derailed here the conversation. <laughs> Sorry. It's D A I K A J U. And, it's, and you thought that Scroobius Pip was tough. Huh? Yeah, yeah right? Damn. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And here, here's actually them playing outdoors, okay. which is completely different than what you'd, you'd normally see. But the, the lead singer, the guy right there in the face mask, has the same mask that was at the Fetish Con that was just staring at us the whole time. Wow, this is kind of wild. If you could imagine them in a small bar and like things are Standard on fire right in front of you yeah. with that mask. Dude, yeah. These are good. These guys are good. Yeah. That guy's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Imagine if you couldn't hear, and you didn't hear sound, and you were trying to figure out what the fuck... Make this totally silent. Imagine if you didn't hear sound, and you see all this moving around, and see all these people staring at these guys just playing with these sticks in their hands. You'd be like, what the fuck is going on on that stage? Why is everybody watching that? Like it, it's, it's, it's a weird gig, man. You're creating is. cool sounds with a stick. Yeah. And you get this big piece of wood, and you're creating wild sounds with it. That's really interesting. Here's, here's how I saw them. They're just walking around the whole entire bar, wireless. And they could be different guys. They don't even have to. These guys get cocky. They fucking put a mask on a new dude, fire him. <laughs> Perfect. 
And it's good to, to see there he's, he's, he's learned and moved up to wireless because clearly the cord was restricting yeah. him in the first one as he wanted to, to go and run around. Here's him on top of the bar. He was like doing this shit. That's cool. One part he was like just leaning on me, like sitting on my lap for the most part. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. <clears throat> so check them out. So they don't sing? They just play? No, they just wow. jam like fucking crazy, dude. That's like wild. Like Hendrix style almost. That's wild. Yeah, so their name is D-A-I-K-A-I-J-U. I like that, man. I like that idea. That's pretty cool. I love that they've got a harder name than me. That's right. That's, even though you spell it out twice now, I have no idea what their name yeah, is. Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good fallback. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't mean right. shit. It doesn't mean shit. Burt Bacharach. Like. Yeah. Crazy name, motherfuckers. Yeah, that's a weird thing, isn't it? Like the names. It's important to write the write the right letters and words. I can never tell if it's 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 like if 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 if, if the Doors is a good name or it's a good name because of the Doors. Do you know what I mean? If some sh- right. if you were at some shitty gig and the local band and the Doors never happened and they were called the Doors, it probably wouldn't be as 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 awesome as it is, right? No, it's isn't it fascinating though? The names are about picking a pleasant sound yeah. that you can remember, and that's easy to replicate with letters. Like if you have too many, like what is this Dika? What the fuck is this? <laughs> Get out of here with that shit, dude! No one's gonna remember that shit. And you got to think more about it now because of the internet. Because mm-hmm. if you pick a name that's too familiar, then when you Google it, you're gonna get <clears throat> yeah, you know, some crazy yeah, whatever it is you've chosen. Yeah, right. Restricted. Yeah, especially if you. And what is? How does it work when you hear bands have the same name as other bands? I never know. Who I guess someone to has to that? argue it. You know, like. The Love Assassins. Like, this must be like more than one Love Assassins. The original Love Assassins. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just made that name up, but I'm sure it exists. I'm not the first person to think that way. Yeah. Right? That's a path that's like, that's like looking at like a section of street and trying to imagine that no one ever walked down that. Yeah, it's yeah, impossible. Yeah. Somebody exactly. walked down that. I might yeah. not have seen it, but it's happened. So, like, how many different guys can come up with something like the Love Assassins? You know? You, you, you've just got to become the biggest Love Assassins out there and yeah, then you've you won, the right? You, if you're the biggest ones, then the, the, you're who the love assassins like, are. Like, do you think there was another Kiss? You know, like Kiss seems like... A, it seems like there's got to have been... It had to have been. At least one other band thought about becoming the, the name Kiss. So probably if, you, if, if somebody's kind of retired or not as popular now, you could just be like, hey, no, my name's NWA now. And just because you're more <laughs> yeah. popular, you could kind of would win at that argument, right? I don't know, man. I think that's probably trademarked because it's such right. a huge business. But I think like... When you're first coming up and you don't have any legal paperwork, that's when it's only an issue. Because like if you try to be Jimi Hendrix today, they'd be like, "Shut the fuck up, bitch! I ain't Jimi Hendrix." But no, I'm. I'm. It's my new name. It's Jimi Hendrix. I'm Jimi Hendrix. But they would be like, "No, Jimi Hendrix. You can't be a musician and be Jimi Hendrix. There's a fucking. There's a copyright on that shit." Yeah. But I could be Millie Vanilli. Well, no one wants to be, so I bet they would just let you. Yeah, if you tried to be Millie Vanilli. But I bet not. I bet Millie someone Vanilli. owns that shit. Like, say if you and Jamie decided to go on tour as Millie and Vanilli, and you right. started doing with, like, you would lip sync, right. and other people would sing the songs, you'd get your ass sued. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. But if you only did, like, the, the Vanilli part. Even Vanilli. <laughs> they probably own Millie and Vanilli. You think? They own both of those. Yeah. Yeah, they own that. it. Don't you think they own it? Rick Ross. Well, Rick Ross is different because Rick Ross, the original Rick Ross, was not a rapper. 
I mean, that's the whole reason why he has those T-shirts that say Rick Ross is not a rapper. He was just unsigned. He rapped all the time in the shower, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> he was just unsigned. He, Christmas time he was rapping. Well, he was a notorious <laughs> drug dealer and uh, genuine nice guy. I really like Rick Ross. He's a cool guy. He's got a book out now, by the way, if, uh, if anybody's interested. Um, that's right. Rick has a uh, brand new book, and people have been asking us to get him on the podcast again, and we, we definitely should. Um, yeah, Rick Ross awesome. book. Um, just give him a plug. The real Rick Ross. Freeway Rick Ross. The untold autobiography? Yeah, the untold autobiography. That's what it's called. And he's uh, he's got a fascinating story, if you're uh, interested. His, his story is he was the connection between the Iran-Contra affair and selling drugs in Los Angeles. He was one of the connections. He was being supplied by a guy who was channeling that money that he made from Rick Ross directly into foreign operations. It's crazy. The whole story it's is craziness. crazy. And the dude, when he went to jail, didn't even know how to read, okay, and in jail, taught himself how to read, then became a fucking legal expert and found the loopholes in, uh, in, in, in his prosecution where they fucked up found holes in the prosecution's angle and craziness, could, right. and got himself off, got himself out. They That's had him in like a three-strike situation, and he uh, he got out of that because it has to be three sentences. It can't be three crimes. It's right, three right, sentences. Right, yeah, yeah. And so they, they, they prosecuted for him. It, it, it to, They prosecuted him for it illegally. It was incorrect use of the prosecution. It's kind of weird, though, then, that he wouldn't have educated himself or potentially wouldn't have educated himself in such a manner mm-hmm. if he hadn't been been put away so it's yeah. kind of it's odd to come out of that with you know improved and better and yeah yeah it is a fascinating case it's a very fascinating case and he's a very good and then guy. have to you know put up with rick ross are you using your name and yeah well he sued him and <laughs> lost which is really crazy i mean when we'll have him on i'm sure he'll be able to tell us i don't know if they're uh continuing the lawsuit or maybe we could google it right it's, now it's, it's a weird one with that because it's more of a regular name it's a, a jimmy hendrix that's not you know you're not going to hear that every day but rick ross it feels like it'd be a tougher one to to sue over because yeah i don't know yeah, Rick Ross wins lawsuit that. against Freeway Rick Ross. Wow. Freeway Rick Ross lost his lawsuit against rapper Rick Ross, born William Leonard Roberts, on First Amendment grounds. The case, wow, First Amendment grounds, freedom of speech. So I guess you're allowed to take on the persona of a, a known drug dealer because it's like, it's a persona, so it's like artistic expression i mean what is that it's like bonnie and clyde yeah. shit you know like i could probably mm-hmm. call myself bonnie and clyde or yeah but if they were alive would you be able to you know yeah but the full name rick ross the real rick ross knew about the entertainer's stage name since 2006 oh the case originally began in 2010 and later appealed to a higher court after the lawsuit was ruled untimely since the real Rick Ross knew about the entertainer's stage name since 2006. So the idea was that the first time it was ruled untimely because he didn't act quick enough. Yeah. You know, but I think that there was, there was some issues, the real Rick Ross said, where he had talked to Rick Ross and like he was going to be compensated for it. Right. And then, remember he said he was going to chop it up with him? Remember that? He said, we'll chop it up, we'll chop it up. Like He was going to give him some money. And then he decided not to, and then yeah. decided to go to lawsuits with him. So fucking shady business. It's that ad- 
explain why he took time over it and why he got around to that. But yeah, that and now that is a very different sort of a hip hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. But again, it's a hip hop I, lo- yeah. I love as, Every as well. Every day I'm hustling. It's, Every that, day it, I'm it's hustling. that mistake that people think that just because. I do a certain kind of hip hop that I think every kind of hip hop should be like that. It'd be b- boring as hell if all hip hop was like that. You have to have the variation in the genre and yeah, and how, mix it out. How much do you think the real Rick Ross should get paid by the fake Rick Ross? Like if you were the judge, half depends how much the half. Real Holy is. shit, that's crazy. It's that's like being shit. married yeah. to a dude. <laughs> exactly. That's too much. Maybe ten percent though. Ten percent might not be a I'd bad say number. Say ten percent. It seems fair. A, look, he doesn't even have to rap. Yeah, he lets fair. that dude use his name. That dude makes him more popular. Here's the thing about the real Rick Ross. He's being emotional. <laughs> sweet. You're a sweet guy. I like that about you. But here's the thing about, um, like, think about the real Rick Ross. Like, we know about the real Rick Ross because his story is fascinating and we've talked to him and he's an interesting guy. But we also know about the real Rick Ross because the fake Rick Ross got famous as fuck with the same name. Yeah. So how much would you know about Rick Ross if he wasn't getting fucked over by the fake Rick Ross? I submit not nearly as much. I submit that, quite honestly, the, f- the real Rick Ross has benefited substantially from the fake Rick Ross using his name. And it actually makes him even more legit yeah. because this f- fake fat rapper who used to be a, 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 a corrections officer is using his shit. I think the, ta- the, ta- the table has kind of changed a little since Rick Ross, the fake Rick Ross has now become who he is. He's like, you know, big. He, he yeah. is now a huge moneymaker. Mm-hmm. So now 10% I think is completely fair and everyone should just be happy and have dinner together and They're maybe gonna, go on not, tour together. But the, the real Rick Ross, the real Rick, the original yeah. drug dealer Rick Ross is benefiting substantially, like publicity-wise, yeah. to being connected with this. I mean, he has an amazing story on his own, but the reality is that this story is made more compelling by the fact that there's a guy running around stealing his name. Yeah. Like, it's, he's benefited from it. It's really crazy Maybe. when you think about it, you know? And yeah, I wonder if what the the cool thinking of the time of it was that... I, when he probably first heard of this, this rapper, Rick Ross, he probably didn't think it was that... Huge deal, right? But then when it's when Rick Ross becomes one of the biggest rappers in the world, then suddenly that's that's a change. Do you think that's part of it, or, uh, well, or would think, he always have been trying to fight the? I think he always, you know, well, even when he came out of jail, Rick Ross was famous. Yeah, he just wasn't as famous as he is now. He's become yeah. really super. But yeah, it's completely famous. his book. I'm sure wouldn't be a, a what it is if it wasn't for. Well, the story the is amazing. Ross. The story itself is amazing. Yeah. I mean, he was a tennis standout in high school, couldn't go to college because he couldn't read. So he was an athlete and was like stranded in this terrible neighborhood, didn't know what the fuck to do. So he started yeah. selling drugs and became this giant drug dealer. He was making like some insane amounts of money, millions of dollars a week. I mean, he was just making just stupid money. And it was all being funneled to the the United States, the, the, all these covert operations yeah. overseas in in Nicaragua. It's crazy. I mean, it was a the whole Oliver Stone, uh, the whole um, uh, uh, Reagan Contra affair, and um, what the fuck's his name? Oliver, what's his name? Stone? No, the the <laughs> North. Oliver North. Thank you. The Oliver North situation. These guys on trial in front of the fucking entire country. No one's ever seen that shit yeah. before. You know, and Reagan, they're asking him if he sold arms to to other, other other countries and shit. This was all, like, part of that same era. 
you know, the same era of all this crazy shit going on that we're finding out the government's involved with. And one of the things was selling drugs in the Los Angeles neighborhoods, the poor neighborhoods, and taking that money like the CIA was selling drugs. And our late great friend, Michael Rupert, who passed away uh, recently, Michael Rupert, who was a um, narcotics investigator for the Los Angeles Police Department, he uncovered that shit. They did that um, that thing where he stood out in front of that uh, press conference. They have this press conference, and he he yells out like in this in the middle of this conference that he that they he, he knows that the CIA has been selling drugs yeah. in Los Angeles communities, and that he's caught them. I mean, this guy says this That's crazy on on television. And the whole the whole crowd filled with black people. They start cheering. They're all excited about it. And it's like he's just standing up and like, what a fucking crazy prick he was. Yeah, we've been following the latest, you know, with the anonymous and uh, the whole shooting of that kid. That- oh, that kid in St. Louis? Yeah. That's ugly, man. That's ugly. The kid in St. Louis is ugly. And there was the other kid in the uh, Walmart that had the fake gun. Yeah. Just like, what the fuck is going on, man? Yeah. You know, there's an old expression, but it's a really valid one, is that when the only tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the problem with this society that we have when people, you know, you give them guns and you put them in situations where if they make a bad call, someone dies. You know, if they make a bad call, if they freak out, someone dies. It's a huge difference to have that there, have that on you and... Yeah. As an option. But it's also like I don't know what the options are because if you take their guns away from them and then ask them to enforce crime in a place where a lot of people have guns, boy, is that yeah. even feasible? It's like disarmament seems like the, the choice that like the really cautious people would choose. Like we, everyone needs to just give up their guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's never going to happen. Like people have to accept the fact that there's always going to be people that keep illegal guns if anybody tries to do that and they'll be they'll be doing it with in their mind the full approval of the constitution the but full approval of the what second happened amendment. in australia like when they've got rid of changed all their gun laws and got rid of guns and it was seen as it couldn't work and they've not really had any incidents since they've changed their gun laws because they used to be ex- exactly the same as america i don't know all, all all the statistics on it but they used to be the same as america and then they had one Really bad major, like, uh, shooting. A, a shooting. And um, they changed their gun laws as a trial th- a thing, I think, in this particular state of, or area. And mm-hmm. it's it's maintained and it's worked. Again, they had all the same thing of people saying, you, ca- it, it, you can't take people's guns away. People And they did have people protesting and against it. But then a year on, kind of everyone's... The problem is I think you trust your government a lot more than we trust ours. Yeah. Because our government likes starting wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And our government has a history of not being honest with us. Our government has a history of trying to suppress us. And particularly, I I mean, it seems for every, on a yearly basis, for every huge story there is of a member of the public going out and killing people, doing a shooting, Mm -hmm. there's then a police story of it as well. So it kind of fuels them both. I was so tweeting that whole thing of, well, we, if we don't trust the police, then we need to be armed. And the mm-hmm. police, exactly the same as you've said, if they're police in an area where everyone's got guns, it's kind of, yeah, people need to come to an agreement and that's not going to happen. Well, it's also a problem when you, whenever you have a group of people that become sort of responsible for the actions of an individual, right? If you have a hundred cops and one cop does something really fucked up, yeah. then cops are pigs. 
you know, and all these other cops get lumped into this one group. Instead of it being an individual that was in a position of power that did something fucked up, it's the cops. So then it's the cops versus the people. Yeah. And that's madness. You know, that's yeah. all madness. The yeah, guy who shot that kid for sure is a piece of shit. You know, he fucked up. But that's not up. saying that cops in general. Yeah, it doesn't mean, I mean, I'm, who knows what's going on through this guy's head. The other thing about these guys, a lot of them have PTSD. Yeah. They have like, we, you know, you talk about PTSD for people that go away and they fight in wars and they come back. Yeah. Well, a lot of those guys that do that become cops, first of all. When they come back, it's a good gig for a soldier. You've already used to being in the shit. It's probably yeah. mild in comparison to what you've seen. And, you know, you probably handle stress better than the average person. It's like, yeah. if you look for a gig, it's probably but a good But it's going to make you more comfortable pulling your, your Pull, gun as well, right? That's true, too. And, you know, you're also used to, I mean, especially if you had to have active, you've actually been in combat. Yeah. You know, if you've been in combat, you've, you've definitely shot people. If you've definitely shot people, it'd be easier to shoot somebody again. Yeah. And you're also probably, your senses, your whole sense of, like, what's on the line would probably be much, much more like sharp than a person that's never seen people killed. Like you're like, yeah. you're like, this could happen in any second. You better stop this before it happens. You have like a much shorter, like line of bullshit that you'll yeah. tolerate. And that's, you know, that's, if you're in a war zone, that's to be expected, but that war zone becomes the streets. If you have the same attitude and you're dealing, but it's just going to happen that way when you have people and they hate each other and there's a group here and a group there, the cops and the citizens and, you have a situation like this, things will be flared up for years now. It's, it's annoying how it has to be such a, a group thing and these people against mm -hmm. these people. There was a song out about two years ago now, so kind of just before all the, all the Trayvon and Martin stuff happened, and it was called Film the Police, and it was a rewrite of NWA, Fuck mm -hmm. the Police, and it was just calling everyone to, like, we've all got phones now. It's saying right. the police are policing us, but there's issues. So rather than being less, rather than being a fuck the police being just make sure you're filming stuff and there was just a huge backlash from people in support of the police saying no this isn't fair and it's like well it's not saying that film the police and catch them all up to shit it's like the good ones won't be doing anything bad so it's not it's not a, a negative a, a thing you know but if you're if you're using more a, a watching the watchman as it right. were kind of thing then it it starts to then police itself and hopefully I don't think there's anything wrong with the idea of filming police. No. And I think there's also a lot of evidence that when police are forced to wear cameras that film all their actions, they're, the, there's a, the thing about that, the that right. yeah the uh, allegations of abuse dropped by 80%. Yeah. And someone actually said this, that, yeah, it's because people can't claim fake abuse now. Like somebody actually said it to me on Twitter. I'm like, or <laughs> cops know that they can't fucking do douchey shit because yeah. they're wearing a camera. Yeah, it's great. Again, I mean... It, Cops are people. There's good ones and bad ones. Completely. In the UK, I, you, you realize now that there was a time when the cops were the best of the best. But that's not the case anymore. There's, there's a variation. There's some people who are genuinely good citizens trying to make the change. But I knew people who, who worked with me in the record store and didn't get kept on and became a policeman instead. It's like <laughs> you, you, you couldn't do retail and now you're a police in the streets kind of thing. That's... That's crazy. That's not that's not the best of the best that it should or, or was. Being police should be like being the night's watch. Yeah. It should really be like you're the guy who's guarding the, the, the top of the wall. Yeah. I mean that's really what it should be like. It's like yeah. it should be a revered position of noble people, you know exactly. martial not, artists, people who are you know, they actually want to do good, have a code and it's the ethic. same with a, a politicians though. Mm -hmm. Like we all complain about how 
all the politicians are kind of scumbags. It's like because yep. it's, it's not a appealing job. Like normal people like us wouldn't. <laughs> there's no appeal in being a, a fucking uh, politician. That's, could you imagine you had to be the mayor or something? Yeah. They, they said, "Pip, it's your time." It's the worst nightmare. Imagine if that was like the draft. Like you just get <laughs> yeah, drafted get to be the up. fucking mayor, like yeah. out of nowhere. We 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 like your lyrics. You're gonna be the mayor now. You're like what? And they fucking show up at your door with accountants. You got to go over the budget. Like what? Yeah. what how much you want to spend on education? What? How much you want to spend on the government? What? It's, cr- it's crazy. How much you want to spend on sewage? What? Spend on sewage? <laughs> yeah, we got a water bill. We owe Colorado. What? Yeah. Fuck all that, man. And that's the problem because everybody says fuck all that, and the only people that yeah. don't say fuck all that are the ones who can make some some money from it or can be. Or Man. hopefully are really dedicated to trying to you help hope. people. You hope. But good fucking luck. Good yeah. luck with all that. <laughs> yeah. Especially in this day and age. We're going to need some dust to settle. It's know? a mess. I mean, it's just with the whole politics thing, you need, I don't know, I kind of argue with people on online about this all the time because I think the way y- y- your democracy is currently set up and our dem- democracy is currently set up, mm-hmm. there's no chance of any real change like anytime soon because it's a gradual it's slight changes either way, but nothing else is discussed. We need to protect right. the ideals of democracy. And it's like, well, why? Yeah. I think there's, I mean, there's, I'm, I'm going completely off on tangent now, but there's, there's hundreds of different kinds of ocracy and kinds of ways to run a society. Mm-hmm. Number one, our democracies we've got aren't real democracies. Right. They're kind of, it's, it's the two party system and all this kind of thing. So it's not a real we just vote, and that's who gets in. And they're often being funded by the same companies. Yeah, exactly. It's the same Incredibly thing. ridiculous. But there's loads of... I mean, I was just discussing recently, uh, and it pisses people off because it kind of shows a level of elitism that people are scared of. But I think going on stuff based on, on a meritocracy and stuff like that, where, say, your vote would be worth more than the guy who, who who's, who's sitting at home in a trailer and doesn't know anything about... Of politics, but isn't so that staggered. dangerous? Though that's no, kind of dangerous no. when one person's vote is worth more than another. But it depends vote. how it's 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 measured. So, for example, but, like but my you, my theory on it being, if when you go to vote, there's a short questionnaire on politics or on social or on society or something, and that ranks are what you're worth. But isn't that subjective? I mean, first of all, there's just information. Like you could have information about politics. That's one thing. Like, you know, when was Eleanor Roosevelt this? When was... Well, more on policies. Mm-hmm. On, on policies okay. and what's what's actually valid at the moment. Because then, even if people then just bone up on it to try and cheat the system, that's good. They're yes. reading about what the policies are. They're learning it rather than just going and ticking a box that their family have always supported Republicans, therefore that's that. That's a you know, good It's f- forcing point. people to have some level of education in it to make their vote worth more. Yeah, maybe I'm hanging on to the idea that everyone should have an equal vote and that it shouldn't be like an earned thing and you earn it by having an education about the system. There's a great quote. not um, a bad idea. There's a great quote that says, we're not all entitled to our own opinion. We're all entitled to our own informed opinion. Because again, Mm. everyone quotes that thing of, I'm I'm entitled to my own opinion. It's like, well, no, if if someone's done more research on it and knows about it, then... There's, there is right and wrong. You can't just argue, well, in that's s- my opinion. I'm in, entitled to it. On in a lot some of issues, yeah. There's some issues where it's not. There's some issues where it's just a subjective judgment. One person would agree. One person would disagree. Like There's certain completely, issues that people are completely. very, very passionate about that are, you have polar opposite people absolutely dedicated to their opinion and won't budge. Yeah. Like abortion. And that's a great thing. But then it's an informed opinion. It's not just a kind of... Sometimes not even, though. Sometimes the, there's not an informed opinion. Sometimes yeah. people just get on a side, and that's their side. 
stuck on that side so and that's stupid. You can't, it's crazy but that's people that's yeah. a super common thing that's a super common thing to like take on republican talking points or take on liberal talking yeah. points really common or, or the bible's the the key example of that where people are just blindly well that's 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 my belief yeah and therefore i will fight any arguments against it despite mm-hmm. any logic and theories and yeah. yeah and reality yeah that's a big one that's that's a common one because you know that's one that has been used for so many years by so many people and it's become just a, a well-paved path that everybody could walk on it's a great st- structure and, and, set, and set up our first song that um got big like when i was working with a guy dan lesac was called Thou shalt always kill, and it was just a rewrite of commandments. It was a load of commandments for now, and I'm not religious, but the reason I think it hit through with people is it's a simple structure that you all know and are mm-hmm. familiar with, right. and that's why it works for religion as well as in a spoken word hip hop song. It's kind of it's that simplicity of you know the stories and the structures, therefore you can get a point across that isn't about a religion, but but by using those, that's more about society and people. But using the, uh, that template of of what religious and, uh, people have laid down for us, yeah, what religious people have ra- laid down, and you know the variance in like how much they vary from one to the next, like how much Judaism varies from Islam, yeah. varies from Christianity, how much they borrow from each other. Like somebody's wrong, somebody's yeah. wrong. Well, let's just break down like what you guys are actually what what are we supporting here? Are we supporting the idea that there is a guy? And this guy watches over everything and he made everything. He's allowing all this crazy chaos. And he told us once, a few thousand years ago, how to live your life. And if you don't pay attention to what the fuck he said back then, you're on your own. And so you're forced to be led by a bunch of people. He sees these people. He sees their hypocritical actions. He does nothing. He allows them to distort his message and relay it in this most fucked up way that's ruining the earth itself. And still, he doesn't come down and correct anybody. Like, this is what you're saying? Yeah. Crazy. Or, are you sure, or is this puzzle far too complex for our brains? Is this like an ant trying to understand a satellite? Because if you try to get an ant to understand a satellite, it's outside of his realm yeah. of comprehension. Yeah, and I think we have a realm of comprehension whether we like to admit it or not. And I think the very nature of the universe itself is currently outside of our realm of comprehension, yeah. or at least the realm of comprehension of the average person, uh, me included. Uh, but f- Faith has got to be the most not dangerous word ever made, but that's that's the thing that pe- the argument would would always be well, you know, we mm-hmm. were left here and we've got to have faith that God's going to do this and do that, and it's all all tests. But I've got my faith. It's like that's a massive get out clause for any argument of yeah. well, you've never you can't see this person, you can't prove any. Faith. Well, not only can you faith. not prove it, but you're having faith in something that it looks. Very much like bullshit. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you yeah. look the stories, you read, the, a guy came back from the dead, he was dead for three days, and then he pushed a rock aside and came back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. I believe that. Okay. This is Adam and Eve. So there's two people, and then they fuck, and what happens? They have kids, it's, and then- it's, t- it's time, though, right? It's time that allows that to be accepted, because everyone kind of j- 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 jokes now and mocks Scientology because of the ludicrousness of loads of, of what they say, but- it's ludicrous because it's new. Mm-hmm. If, if it was thousands of years old, then people would be the same with Christianity and just kind of go, well, you know, it is kind of ludicrous, but 
it's, well, it's, people it's don't even admit Christianity is ludicrous. Yeah. If you have conversations with hardcore Christians about whether or not Christianity is ludicrous, and they'll argue with you about why it's not. Yeah. And what these stories really represent and how the message of God comes through these stories. Like, I think it's crazy that there's a there's such a mixture as well in there. There's, mm-hmm. So there will be loads of Christians that know that all that stuff is kind of bullshit, but they believe what they believe and they believe they're... Do you know what I mean? That they're just yes. stories and all this kind of thing. So it's well, there's all sorts of levels right? within your own b- a belief system. There's such a variation. Mm-hmm. There's people who would sit here now and go, "Yeah, that's fucking crazy," but they're devout Christians. And yeah, there's people that just believe in God and they feel like the Bible is sort of a framework for good behavior that was laid down by this holy entity at one point in the past, and that although the stories have been twisted and weird, and you know that a lot of these stories, they probably represented something something important a long time ago. Yeah. And so you're getting these this connection to God like through a game of, maybe that game of telephone, I don't know if you played it in England, but oh. you, you would tell a friend something and then he would tell a friend something and yeah, he would yeah, tell a friend yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, By yeah. the time it got down to Brian, it was, the yeah. story was dog shit. It was all fucked up. And I think that the idea is that... In, in it, the UK, it was called... Chinese whispers which sounds incredibly (laughs) racist but that's what it was it was called Chinese whispers it wasn't that's that game anyway a telephone's a far better name for it let's stick with that but that whole idea is that at the end of that is God at the end of that is God and yeah the story got fucked up but the the story did get fucked up but that story has a direct connection to God and the way that direct connection works is that at one point in time there was there was something where someone was explained the very nature of the universe. And then, whether it was through psychedelic drugs, whether it was through an actual religious experience with a divine entity, and then from that point, what happened is that person told another person, that person told another person, they they did their best to remember everything that the people before them told them. But if you got through all that goofy shit, all that Adam and Eve stuff and all the fucking, all the, 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 the more weird and ridiculous and preposterous stories in any yeah. religion if you got through all that and went back to the source you almost are still connected in some sort of a weird bizarre and maybe like a um like an like almost like a mathematical way you're connected to the original story yeah you know there's the original story the original story turns into this his memory fucks it up it turns into that like is it correct at the end and just in no. the translations as well though the trend like no. it's, it's, it was all written in a language that is dead and people to retranslate and change and things like that and it's like well well there's two of them so far away from there's the the oldest version that they found is the stuff that's in Qumran that's the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls yeah they're some of the same stories that are in the Bible. So these are the oldest versions by like a thousand years. Yeah. And I think they're the only ones that are in Aramaic. It's in Aramaic and it's written on animal skins. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. They pieced together the Dead Sea Scrolls with DNA. They made sure that they got the DNA of the same cow so they knew if it's the same cow, it most likely was the same piece of paper because they were all different cows and different pieces of paper. And they had to figure out like which so which animal skin – because they all these crumbs and pieces and they had man. to piece them together over decades, man. Just it's m- craziness. Madness. And that is what all the faith and beliefs are, yeah. are based on and – and they just found in. this shit, man. It was in like 1947. They found, again, there's that old, I think it was in a TV series in the UK, there was a, a joke thing of they found the original f- first page of the Bible just saying that um, 
any resemblance to people in real life is purely coincidental and so on and so forth and that it's just a book of fiction but yeah, in it's my, just some found old thing yeah in my the, the best version of the world it would be that you get to the end of the bible and it just says psych we were on mushrooms <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be the best version be far better love yeah. david copperfield psych <laughs> made it all up yeah 1946 a collection of 981 texts was discovered uh, between 46 and 56, took some 10 years in this area in the West Bank called Qumran. And they were found inside caves about a mile inland north uh, of the northwest shore of the Dead Sea. A really interesting shit, man. Nine of the scrolls were rediscovered at the Israeli Antiquities Authority in 2014 after they had been stored unopened for six decades following their excavation in 1952. The texts are of great historical, religious, and linguistic significance because they include the earliest known surviving manuscripts of works later included in the Hebrew Bible canon, along with Deuterata, wow, Deuterocanonical, Deuteronomy, you know, this is how, like, my wife is saying this to me the other day. It's interesting when you're raising kids and you're teaching them how to say words and, you know, you have to spell it and you, you see how it's difficult. Well, when you learn a new word like this, like, you, you know, how little if that was Deuteronomy, I could just say it and it would be easy. But I'm trying to figure it out as I'm saying it like a little kid. Like, that's kind of never goes away. <laughs> Deuterocanonical. Deuterocanonical and extra-biblical manuscripts which preserve the evidence of the diversity of religious thought in the late Second Temple Judaism. Interesting, interesting, interesting stuff, man. Yeah. From 408 BCE and 318 BCE. Man, they don't really know, though. It's crazy that, it's a, just, that the Bible is just a collection of stories and not one... Do you know what I mean? That wasn't written as one thing. You kind of think of it as the Bible, but mm-hmm. saying that parts of the stuff on the, on the Dead Sea Scrolls were stories included in the Bible. And yeah, yeah, it's just pick four hundred eight BCE. Whew. Wonder what the oldest known? That's the um the old. That's the range. The, the so the uh, oldest one they found was four hundred eight BCE. I wonder what the oldest version of the Hebrew Bible is. If you had to guess, uh, forty years. Shut up, bitch. That's ridiculous. What do you think, like, the oldest version of the Hebrew Bible? I don't have a clue. 3,000 years. Because I um, had assumed that actually the Dead Sea Scrolls were from earlier than that. I'd read some something that must have been incorrect that said it was uh, older than that. Okay. The oldest surviving Hebrew manuscript, including the Dead Sea Scrolls, 2nd century BCE. Well, this is a give, Wikipedia, and it's giving me a different date. Because they were saying four, like four oh eight, right? Was that yeah. what the uh, the, yeah. the longest version? Uh, so that is like the oldest version. That's the oldest version of the Hebrew Bible, or the oldest, oldest version of the stories that are in that the, are Hebrew, in the Bible. Hebrew Bible. Yeah, amazing. Imagine it's if you old. can go back to those dudes who wrote the Bible way back then, and you could bring them in the time machine to two thousand fourteen. And show them like the the havoc that they've created. Have them explain, yeah, what was no, that's not. They've missed the whole page out there. That's, Just have them tweak it a little. Well, it's so weird that it's it gets translated into different languages. Like, have you ever done one of those things where you take Russian yeah, and you translate yeah, yeah, it yeah. to English and you try yeah. to like explain what the fuck they mean? Their language yeah. is so different than ours that it always comes out like he gives to country but fails not. Yeah, You're like yeah. what? <laughs> 
You know, there's like there's a weird weird interpretation of of languages to English. So you got to think you're going from a weird language like ancient Hebrew, which was um, they, they used to have like their numbers were embedded in their words. So like there was no Wait, there was no numbers. What if it just started off as memes? Like what if we're just going back to how the Bible, you know, the language back then actually was just like we all talk like a meme back then. Like like, like you just said, that sounds like a meme almost. Like I go back home to eat with letters. No no, and- no 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 no. That's not the Bible. <laughs> You're not even paying attention to what I said. That's like if you take Russian and interpret it to English. Right. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, the 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 um, just the ancient languages, like when they but tried. The fact that they've got that translation and the original thing they're reading is just so old, and they're using DNA to kind of piece it in the right yeah. order and all that kind of thing. It's, yes, mostly guessing, right? Well, no, the they're, they're not really guessing. You know, well, I mean, they, mi- mi- like there's missing. definitely pieces missing. But when they have stories that are like when they translate part of the story and the story is like very similar to like book of Genesis or something along those lines, they can sort of make those correlations if they have enough similarities, you know, but there's a lot of those stories that are like that, man. Like when you go back to the oldest shit, that cuneiform that the uh, Sumerians used to write in. Oh, it's so weird looking, man. It's like these, these, there there was no like variation in the, like the way their letters were. Their letters were all like these little lines. So they'd go down to like, pull this up, like cuneiform ancient Sumerian. It's weird, weird shit, man. They would write in this. More easy Google searches here. (laughs) Yeah. Simplest. Yeah. It's um, so it's, if it's cool all to just look lines, at. right? Yeah, it's like it, what it looks like is like a wedge that you would like if, say, if you're chopping down a tree, you had to stick a wedge in there, like an, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's like they're more like wedges than they are like right. a, it's not like a straight line. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's a fat top and then it goes down to a lower bottom. And they, they see this is how they wrote. Like, look at these things. How weird is that? Yeah, it's like all emojis. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so weird. I mean, it's sort of like um, it's so hard to. Imagine how different that is. Keep that up so we could look at that shit for a second. Look how weird that is. Like, that's their language, and they write in these little columns. Yeah, and so much of it just just to us looking exactly the same, looking similar shapes and sizes. How can that have the intricacies of of a language? Yeah, if you, like, if you looked at that, that looks like dog shit. Like, if you had your whole life to figure out what the fuck that means, you would never figure it out. You'd never figure it out. So it takes like a team of linguists to piece this together. And here's the crazy shit. They don't even know what the word sounded like. Like yeah. there's a bunch of words in ancient Sumerian. It's fucking guesswork. Like there was, there was a thing that someone had uh, done uh, where they had uh, recreated what they believe ancient Sumerian sounded like. But it's so dead that no yeah. one can even talk it. Yeah, of course. Like how can you even start to conceive <laughs> how to pronounce the scratchings yeah. that were on that thing then. It's so weird. Well, I don't know how they do it. I don't know. I know that they have like, this is what it looked like. This is the language. Yeah, I guess some of them. Oh, is- this is year by year. Well, scroll, make that a little larger so we can see it. It's year by year. Like scroll down so you can get to the top, to the top, oh. to the top. Well, see, 3200 BCE, 3000 BCE. And then you go all the way to the far yeah, right. And it's just all the lines. And- a thousand. Yeah. Wow. Those weird lines, man. That's interesting. So this was like 8-bit and this is like Xbox. They they pretty much updated it to a better language. No, the other way around. Oh, other way around. I mean, right, yeah. 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 Well, I, and that's, I, that's got to be, be partly down to the the methods in which they 
were writing mm-hmm. like if if like they couldn't have done more intricate stuff if you're you're scratching into clay into clay and stuff like yeah. that yeah they also would make these rollers they would make these rollers and then they would lay out clay and they would roll the roller into the clay and then bake the clay so mm. like the roller itself would be like a method of uh, distributing like a newspaper. Yeah. Like yeah, you'd yeah, be able yeah. to roll that shit and you'd put it in the clay and then you could do a, it several times. Yeah. Yeah, so they had these weird things that they used to do to make these clay tablets. So you kind of have to make the newspaper yourself, yeah, as it were. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I, I remember or, hearing, it's, it's crazy, the first, the first adverts ever made were a, a, a musical um, notes and that printed on the product you bought and you had to sing the advert yourself it's the first ever jingles really? were on cigarette pack, pack, packets and that but in those days um because yeah there wasn't any radio and stuff like that and in it in those days everyone kind of had a piano or could 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 play shit and yeah the first ever jingles were printed and written out and people would sit around the piano and play the the camel cigars song. wow that's wild it's what the a, origin of jingles, which is the original jingles insane. was advertising. Hey, yeah. pull up uh, Sumerian cylinder seals, and you could see these things that they used to do, where they used to lay this clay down and roll their message out onto the clay. And I guess, like, if you probably wanted to get a message to somebody, you would send a seal. You send one of these cylinders, and then they and then you would, it. yeah, they would lay the clay out, and they would roll the cylinder oh, on the clay, yes. and it would read out what you had to say to them. Oh, that's sweet. Isn't that yeah. wild? What would you think this is? Like, hey, those are the bird. <laughs> well, I think they, you it's know. It's arranging a meeting, isn't it? That yeah. represents UFOs, Brian. Don't you get it? <laughs> Look at the griffin in the bottom, UFO. Yeah. That's an alien. The See those uh, squirrely things? That's DNA. So what that represents is the alien came down from sky. And Leo's the, rule. <laughs> and the uh, griffins are awesome bird looking freaky <laughs> lion things. And what are those lions on the top? Is like a male lion and a female lion? Yeah. Is that what's going on there? Yeah, they're like high fiving. Yeah. Oh, they're doing knuckles. It looks like this is the the number one culture that the uh, ancient astronaut theorists point to. They love this stuff because it was so far ago. You like who fuck knows? You yeah. know, so long yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. who the fuck knows what was really going on? But these people in ancient Sumer, they had all this like like they were really into the stars. They had all these um, images of like the uh, the galaxy. They had a, a depiction of the solar system. With all the stars, or all the planets, rather, in the correct orbit. It's really interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. Pull up a Sumerian um, solar system. Ancient that. Sumerian solar system. Is that horses having sex? It's one goat looking one way, one goat looking the other way, and some crazy thing in the middle going, what do you want from me? Everybody's banging everybody. It's, it's an important message to have to send. We need to commit this to Cylinder and, and get the word out about the way that, that goat was looking Well, it's yesterday. like, have you ever made a note on your uh, phone and you couldn't remember what the fuck it meant? Yeah, yeah, like, at the yeah, time, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. I'll understand this. So and many times, it, like, I'm waking up at night and thinking I've got a lyric or an idea, just noting it, and yep. then looking at it and going, what the... F- well, what is, what is it that you wanted? Okay. Um, Sumerian solar, solar system. system. Yeah, yeah there's... Uh, there's an image of the sun in the center and all these planets that are floating around the sun. And they're all in like the sort of uh, similar uh, sizes. Like, see see how it's like yeah. that? Similar to what the actual planets are. That's what it looked like. In, but pull it back so you can actually see the, the image of itself, the actual uh, cylinder image. Yeah, you just had it. Oh, you couldn't see it? 
No, the image, the actual image of the, the it's, there's a clay image of it. See it on the right? That's it. Okay. Either one of those. That's the actual image. And if you see the, uh, see that right there? That's right. the solar yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In between them, there's the sun and those circles. Those are the exact planets. And, you know, the bigger ones are bigger and the smaller ones are smaller and they're all in the right orbit. It's really weird. Yeah, it's weird. The Most likely, understanding. what they think is, you know, when I've listened to uh, many people give their opinions on these kind of things and how do these people know what they knew and what – I'm – I'm of an opinion that most likely at one point in time, people were really fucking smart and they had gotten really far and they had learned a lot of shit and they had lived for a long time and then cataclysms happened. They got hit by asteroids. They got hit by, you know, super volcanoes, whatever it is. And whatever was learned was forgotten and they started all over again. And they probably did it a gang of times. And people who kind of argue against that will say just – or. That they yeah would they have like why aren't there cameras or, or or whatever? But I think the very nature of that of that theory is there's no chance at all that their intelligence would have developed in the same way right. as did the technology wouldn't have developed in the same way. They could have been far superior yet never invented petrol or used electronics, you know, fuel, ele- electronics yes. any of that. So that kind of yeah it makes sense of it's our own arrogance now of going. You know, they didn't have TVs, so exactly. <laughs> the fuck, they can't be that clever. How are they clever? They haven't got TVs. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. It's so That's such a good point. And, you know, I think that people from England have a bit of a better perspective of time than people in America. Because if you're in London, if you go through London, you'll see thousand-year-old buildings. Like, you don't see that shit in America. I was at a, a wedding in, in Boston once, and I had a day spare, and I popped into an antique store. And it was, like, all, like, the 50s and 60s. And it's like... That's not an antique store. Like you go to England <laughs> antiques, so it's like hundreds of years old, all this old stuff. But there's like yeah. this is antiques. This is like eighties. This, 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 this is a long time ago. It's like, no, nah, that's not that's not what an antique is, my friend. Yeah, there's bars in <laughs> London that are like a thousand years old, yeah. right? Yeah. That's so crazy. The whole place is it's so different. Like when you're passing by the palace and you look at that thing. You see Buckingham Palace, and you're like, well, that, that, that's a palace. It's right yeah. here. They have a palace. And it's, then, an, th- it's another th- a thing in LA. I, I, like when driving around, I see a lot of the houses that are kind of castle-like, and they yeah. think that that's what a castle looks like. It's like, have you been to, <laughs> have you been to a castle? Because castles aren't really <laughs> – castles aren't just houses with a little square bit on top. It's no. kind of they're, – they're these built out of rocks and these huge things. And, yeah, it always entertains me over here, The yeah, all the different castles. It's like that's – isn't it weird that they castle. sell castles? Like you can buy a castle. Yeah. Like you, Scroobius <laughs> Pip, could go back to England and buy a goddamn castle. I want a castle now. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I need to talk to about this, Joe Rogan? Tell I don't where. know. We need to find the guy and connect you to him because I, I watched some one of those home and garden shows. You know, where they yeah. like uh, people well, like, they b- work on houses, build you a castle, or you buy no, it, an original, people, an old. They had an old castle, and they were trying to uh, do an addition, yeah. add on to the castle, and they, yeah. they had a fight, like, tooth Sunday and claw sh- to get a... They wanted to, like, put a garage in or something yeah. like that, and, yeah. like, fuck off, you can't, it's a castle. Yeah. But he's like, it's my castle. And like, nope, can't do it. And the, so they eventually the, let him do it. They wanted to have a, a clicker for the drawbridge. <laughs> <laughs> so when they pull up, it can just come on, help me out. like an RFID card they put on your license plate. <laughs> as soon as it recognizes you, you're driving in and opens up the drawbridge. No I've one else can get in. There's, loading, there's a few different castles in England that are hotels now, and you can just go and stay in a castle that is 
hundreds and hundreds of years old. I've I've yeah. done that before, and it's yeah, yeah. But yeah, imagine owning. You can though. I know people have. I've heard of people that are famous people like buy castles. It, it feels so rude to put a TV and everything in though. Like you're in this old castle and you're like kitting it out. Yeah, you should not even like. You really probably shouldn't even have electricity. No, you, if you want to do just a read. Cam- yeah, it's, everything should be candlelight. Yeah, if you're gonna do it right. I mean, that's what England's basically like anyway. It's all ye olde and candlelit. I know that's what. Is it really? That's, that's the image that we give out. <laughs> Check this out. You can get some castles right here. What kind of castle oh, they do you want? Sell castles? Yeah. What kind of castle? Do you want? What do you mean? It's like a like like a website? Yeah, it's for a all real estate website. Wait a minute. One of them says a castle is a thousand pounds, a million. Is yeah, that a million, million pounds? Is that what it million. says? Yeah. What's a pound? Is it, it relates to a dollar? Um, at the moment, a, a dollars. So that would be about. Um, a, a 1.8 million so 1.9 1 million, million pounds is 1.8 yeah million. Roughly that's a pretty good deal for a castle yeah that seems that seems crazy it seems like castles are one of those things that really wouldn't depreciate very much no <laughs> they don't I mean <laughs> oh, you could get a castle more. in Transylvania look after it will <laughs> yeah and then does it come with a vampire fuck that it's 47 do you want to have a castle where do you what do you weekend oh we go to Transylvania we have a summer home. I bet Wi-Fi would suck <laughs> in a castle. Transylvania <laughs> like is probably non-existent. You probably have to have satellite internet. I mean, you might not even be able to get that. I, I guarantee you they haven't laid the lines down unless this yeah. castle's been used by people for a long time. I I drove through uh, Transylvania on our last tour, and it just feels like the most underused. Like that the, the, they should put a Dracula Disneyland or some shit there. Yeah, right. And it'd be the most, that'd be a huge tourist thing. You go through and it is eerie and kind of run down and really no economy going on there. And you just think, this is Transylvania for fuck's sake. Surely that's the most, surely that's the most marketable real location. It blows people's mind to find out that that's a real place. That's not just a fictional thing in a book. It's like this. They've got a, someone needs to go there and build a tourist resort. Dude, you should do it. You should do it. You should contact their tourism board. I'll, I'll, I'll remortgage my castle and I'll, <laughs> I'll see if I can can open up Transylvania. But doesn't it seem like that would be like a dope idea? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you think of, of loads of kind of uh, where you have these um, amusement parks and things like that. It's normally in kind of shitty areas where there isn't anything else anyway because you don't want that in the middle of a town it's don't say of... that about anaheim sir <laughs> is that... that shit's rude <laughs> orlando either yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it makes them a destination and oh yeah orlando is a needs to do big time with... destination just because of those and if you like yeah. what kind of like if you had whoa how about this if you had a fucking spot where you had it was like a amusement park but it was all horror rides Everything was fucking Crazy. terrifying. Like, they're doing an American Werewolf in London maze at Universal oh, for cool. uh, Halloween, yeah. which I will be uh, attending. <laughs> Every day. Amazing. <laughs> See that shit. That's going to be fun. Doing on mushrooms. But Complete could you notes. imagine... Making an amusement park purely yeah. for adults. An amusement park you know, for maybe. adults in Transylvania that's all horror. And then they set up, they set up the entire location like they have, like, fucking... Like, speakers in the woods where you hear like horrible howls in the middle of the night while you're sleeping yeah. <laughs> they scare the fucking shit out of you you know to go. everywhere you go like people are uh instead of like you know when you go to the disneyland you see dudes are dressed up like fucking 
you know, Mickey Mouse and Goofy, and you go by Goofy's Kitchen and Goofy wave you. Instead of that, you have dudes made up in like full horror outfits. I know like dudes would love working there. Just sprinting like, out of nowhere. Job. Just yeah. out of nowhere, they dive in front of you <laughs> and then take off into the the bushes. They don't they don't fuck with people. They don't hit them, but they scare the I shit out say, of you. I guess. When you're going there, though, you'd have to sign so much shit to say you're not going to punch anyone. Because if someone this? jumps out at you, yeah. this is like, something. I think this is like a camp where you go camping, and it, but it's a horror camp. Oh, great. It's, it's not it sounds like a recipe yeah. for murder. <laughs> it's, it's probably really annoying. <laughs> well, if you were like a crazy fuck and wanted to kill people, like Jason style, wouldn't you want to do it at this camp? Like, that seems so appropriate. Yeah. The people There's a big that thing in, in the UK now where they have kind of these zombie tour things or whatever and like it'll be in an old a shopping center or something and you'll pay to go and be part of it and it will be all actors kind of just jumping out and chasing you as zombies and you'll be yeah living out the zombie apocalypse yeah but again that's... all of that just feels how many of those actors get punched in the face or or someone just are reacting in panic and hurting people what they really need to do is make real zombies I mean, like have an ideal. artificial real zombie. Have like what you do is you make like I'm making a, a list fake a person that's not castle. really a person. It's not really a person. It's dead. You show it's got it's a shriveled up brain, but it can move and it comes at you like it's going to bite you, and you have a sword. And there's like hundreds of them, and it's like a new amusement park. And this is when bioengineering gets to like the, a really high level, like. You know, it's been said a million times, but the phone, the processor that you have in your phone was far greater. It's far greater than the processors that put people on the fucking moon. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So imagine what kind of technology they're having. T- today, they're starting to develop all these artificial cells, they can, artificial yeah. skin. They're going to de- develop artificial body parts. It's going to get to a point where about a thousand years from now, you're going to be able to make zombies. And no, everyone's going to know. It doesn't have a soul. You can just chop this fucker up. I'd be carrying <laughs> as a zombie donor card to say that when I die, <laughs> definitely, I want just turn me into a zombie. But I'm saying I artificial. I want my family to have like, free access to it. People are never going to allow that. See, that's, that's the difference. <laughs> what you're talking about is an actual person that becomes a zombie. It's a complete- what I'm talking about is a constructed artificial person that never had the potential to be an actual person. It's made entirely yeah, 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 in yeah. a factory. There's has no soul whatsoever, but it's made out of an artificial flesh with bones. It moves at you and it's trying to bite you. <laughs> and what do you do? You fucking sword fight this bitch. <laughs> on the notebook of people who are working on making clones and shit, how far down do you think clone artificial zombies is on well, sh- surely well, they're first going to be looking a lot of my ideas <laughs> especially my more poorly thought out ones a lot of them require like some sort of a demise of civilization for them to be valid and this yeah. is one of them we would have to have some serious casualties we'd have to devalue life in a way where like today i like if, it as, as, as the answer though when people are against cloning yeah and the, the, the dangers of it and they're not a real person and the risks of playing god it's like well no we'd they're zombies. We're only going to make them. We're not going to have them thinking and acting. We're just cloning's all right as long as we're making brain dead zombies. Essentially, well, if we really just decided to start cloning people, that would be that would be a huge issue. Could you imagine if people just decided that they wanted to make more Scroobius pips? Yeah. What if they got a hold of your DNA and they made a bunch of them and you didn't even realize that they did that until they were like fifteen or sixteen? Then you meet them. And you're an older man and you're meeting yourself at 15. There's like 20 of you. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm not even responsible for my own self growing up. And they come in there to, to, to wipe you out. Yeah, to and they're using maybe. your name. 
there can be only one <laughs> using yeah. the name. They're all they, Joe Rogans, a ton of Joe Rogans. Yeah, House of Cosby. They all look exactly like is you. That they all what, have your fingerprint. Is that what the real Rick Ross and Rick Ross thing actually is? Is it a clone thing? No, they is don't look what? alike at all. <laughs> the real That's Rick Ross is actually quite lean. God damn it. The the fake Rick Ross is the if, one. If, if, if cloning came about and you had the choice of doing it yourself, would that be of any... Why would I want to clone Pill. myself? I don't see how I'd benefit from that. It'd just be no. me. I, I, I don't you get know? it. But if Best it came lover. about, surely you'd have the rights to your own DNA. Like, yeah. Surely that'd be a key thing rather than me f- f- finding out and bumping into a script. So it'd have to be I would have But you would that find happen. out that when you signed your terms of use, when you got your iPhone, that you gave up your right <laughs> to clone yourself and that they Agree. own you. Yeah. So every time you like use your phone, a little bit of your DNA gets in you from your earwax, gets into That's the legit. speaker, and then you turn them in and then they just make copies of you. It'd be some scam that they expose on CNN or something. If they're making iPhones. They're taking iPhones oh, and then using them as DNA collectors. Yeah, they're, they're making copies of Scrooby's Pip. God yeah. damn it. Well, I think we're going to wonder <laughs> at one point in time, we're going to wonder what is an acceptable way to consider how to engineer um, our civilization, both like as our society, like how we have how we govern ourselves, how we have laws, how mm-hmm. we distribute money, and then also like how we breed. Like there's going to come a point in time when people yeah. become like super, super intelligent and far removed from this weird sort of ape-like situation we find ourselves in today. Yeah. And if they get to that point one day, they'll be like, look, how much should we be investing our intellectual time into actively breeding people the way we do every other animal yeah. that we have yeah, under yeah, our yeah, control? Yeah. I mean, the way we breed cows, the way we breed dogs, we, should we just keep doing this whole thing on love or should we just love everybody and breed according to the best way possible to enhance the human race? Is that? But surely that ad- in turn just involve cutting down breeding hugely because surely the, the biggest problem of the human race is that there's far too many of us to fit on this that's true silly but planet with that boiling pot of having far too many of us it's like it sort of highlights the reason why that would be a terrible idea because there's so many variables that make society awesome and all of them come from completely different realities yeah. Like the variable of the computer geek is a very different reality than the variable of a pro football player, yeah, yeah, which is a, and all these variables like and and biological variables too, like yeah. as far as like the way your body works might lead you in one direction or another, like lead your desires, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what makes this whole world so fucking cool and crazy in the first place. So could you imagine if we got so far advanced that we decided to start genetically selecting the end goal? straight away rather than everything that can influence and and yeah and in doing so we lost all art yeah we lost all of it because it's not functional and well because everybody's perfect yeah yeah. everyone's perfect no one has any emotions everyone's rational and logical yeah there's no more art it's over we're super advanced no art and art and no strippers this killer. <laughs> well, we'd have robot strippers, <laughs> and then we fine. would slowly start to it's devolve. And people enjoyed robot strippers more than they invo- involved uh, in- enjoyed meditation classes. Memory injection, though, they're not real. You just have like a Netflix of like memories, like oh, I just fucked that stripper. You know. What well, I, mean? I think there's definitely going to be a time where you're going to be able to download memories. I think yeah. that's. I think that is without a doubt what we're seeing with these Google Glasses. What you're seeing is the beginning. Like, you could take photos with Google Glass, right? Yeah. You can look at things, you can take photos. Well, if you can look at things and take photos, what are you doing when you're taking a photo? You're capturing time. 
you're capturing a moment. It's just not the best version of it, but it's way better than a painting. You're and that's how they used to capture time. Everything that's here now mm-hmm. and pulling it into exactly. a little Exactly. But it's very two-dimensional. Crazy. It's right yeah. in front of you. Well, it'll eventually become three-dimensional. And then one day, it'll be immersive. One day, you'll be able to record and not just record a single image. Like, we're, this is the baby yeah. steps. One day, you know, this is like when people started, first started to figure out a fire. You know, and that what what that led to is the combustion engine. I mean, think about that all the way up to p- plane travel. It was figure out fire. All the other shit comes up after it. Yeah. What we're seeing now by being able to take a photograph with the glasses, we're capturing time in a very rudimentary way, but really for us, amazing. Yeah. Well, one day we're going to be able to capture everything about it. The way your seat feels, the way your hands are sweaty, the way your beard itches, the way your clothes fit. You're going to be in that life. So you'll be able to take someone's memory and just run whatever it is, you know, an hour program, a two hour program. You know, people be able to upload their sexual exploits. I mean, that's going to be legit. We should remove the point of needing a memory as such because if you can just access it all if you know i mean it it, yeah. it kill our ability to actually remember stuff because you don't need to For anymore. sure the same as how google already and now there's there's so much that you don't need to learn or take in because you can really quickly see who was in that film and who, yeah. and who and what else he was in there's that kind of instant thing so yeah absolutely i think the first thing that's going to happen is there there's going to be a search of your memory starting from a certain period of time where you're going to be able to access uh like what you had said in the past or did in the past mm. and it's going to be more searchable like to the point where i could go what did i say last night around 10 o'clock you said at 1001 blah 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 while standing at this location and you know what i mean like it's right 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 yeah you're going to have google for yourself and that's yeah you'll be able yeah. to ask it yeah, yeah. what you did and yeah. you'll be able to pull it up it's right. going to ruin the fun of arguments though right? yes. when, you can accurately, when you can accurately say no here's what you actually said this right. isn't rather than no 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 i didn't say i never said that i meant what i said was this no let's where let's were rewind. you last night that's uh, the next it. logical progression right because it's google's already ruined the bullshitters argument yeah when people bullshit yeah. about stuff you go wait a minute let me google that yeah. bitch that's not true like how many of those conversations have happened since google where those guys would have been insufferable yeah. fucks forever completely it's weird i always enjoyed in 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 football or soccer um as as you guys insist on calling it um we don't insist on calling it anything we wish it would <laughs> go away yeah, we should, that ball will pop we wish I, these white people in america would stop pretending they like soccer to be to appear more interesting hipsters fuck off for years they were a, a, a pushing for goal line technology and all this to see if a goal definitely happened and right. the, the main guy in charge his argument for not having it was and one of the best things about this sport is arguing over that shit. And I love that. I love that as a kind of, that's, I was like, that's the best logical reason I've heard that it's better not knowing exactly. Like it's yeah. a referee's decision. And mm-hmm. then the next day you're like, that clearly went over the line. This is, yep. that's great. That's part of sport. That, that's a big thing have in it baseball. All perfect. In baseball, it's so boring, but they love to argue when someone's safe or out. Yeah. And they'll fucking play that foot touching that bag a hundred times, and the guy catching the ball and the foot touching the bag. They'll play that shit over and over and over again. That's a terrible call by the referee. I disagree. From my point of view, I think it was the right call. Whereas if technology is just saying, no, here's the answer, (laughs) that's a... That was out. It's exactly. Like, it takes all the fun out of it. It takes a little bit of the fun out of it, especially goofy sports. <laughs> goofy sports. You know, it's just like, it's a, it's a strange thing, our, our obsession with, with scoring, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's really kind of, we have a built-in need for war and a built-in need to conquer and a built-in need to form tribes, to go on after other tribes. We figured out a way to do it peaceably yeah. through sport. Yeah. 
you know, through organized, high-level athletic competitions. We have our team takes on your team. And if we win, we drink and we run through the streets. Woo-hoo! Do you think there's then an intentional thing in sports? Like, I mean, in MMA, everyone talks about, is the 10-point must system the right system? Like, Do you think there's an active thing of, well, yeah, because everyone's having this discussion and talking about it and engaging about this fight mm-hmm. rather than, oh, you know, it'd be best if we actually knew who won and who The problem with that is sometimes the scoring system is so bad and so ineffective that it leaves everyone feeling like they get robbed. Yeah. And you see, I think it's a, I think the scoring system works. It's just, you need better understanding from the judges and from the, from all of that. I think again, almost any system, if it's clear enough and the people understand it, then I I agree with you in some ways, but I, um, I also think that it's just not a comprehensive enough, um, system to have 10 points yeah. because MMA is not one sport. See, if it's boxing, the thing about boxing is, did this guy use his hands better or did that guy use his hands better? Yeah. This guy did. Well, then he wins. Look, we got, he scored a hundred, you know, punches. He, five, you know, of them were this and 10 were that and 30 were that. And you, you, you go over these, these statistics and it's kind of clear who yeah. won, the, who got the round. It's not hard to figure out. Yeah. But when you start factoring in things like takedowns, and then things like leg kicks and things like submission again, attempts. Think, and you have it quantify what's more important, whether it's the strike or yeah, the takedown. What's that. more important? Is it more important this guy landed five punches or is it more important that that guy took the other guy down and held onto him and did nothing? And different people are going to have different opinions. It's very subjective. And when you, you're dealing with something like a 10-point system, one guy's going to get 10, one guy's going to get nine. Like, ugh. It's very screwy. It's You need more. You need yeah. You need, like... A scoring for grappling, so a a variation. Scoring. Oh, right. Yeah. So scoring, yeah, all the way across each one. Yeah, there should be like a score for everything that happens in the round, and there should be like ten nine for each event. Like if they're standing up, ten nine, John Jones controlled the stand up, but then John got it to the ground, and it was ten six because he almost submitted him, beat yeah. the shit out of him, controlled him. You know, when it came to takedown defense, you know, this guy got that. You know, and you, you could have it like that, and then count up the score. But then that would be tough because if, if, if they're on the ground for a small amount of time, but that time they were on the ground, this guy scored that guy. Right. Then well, if, if they've got 10-6 for that, that was like that was what depends, seconds. And then, if a guy, no, because if a guy goes to the ground and it's only for a few seconds, it's not going to mean anything. Right. You yeah, have to yeah, have yeah. a submission attempt for it yeah. to mean something. So if you, the guy just went to the ground and got back up, it would probably be a 9-9. Nine, nine. If a I guy takes think, I mean, you down and g- get back up – and you get immediately back up. It maybe not be even, but it's pretty close to even. I just think that if a judge is properly educated on it, then they'll be able to come closer and take all that into account and know that yeah. that takedown, there were three takedowns, but he didn't do anything while he was down or they got up straight away. And I think, if yeah, if there's a greater education on the, on the judges, they'd be able to work that system. I to- wish I was English just so I could say straight away and uh, <laughs> say it like normal and proper. <laughs> and that's a proper fight. Um, no, you're right, but I just think there's not enough uh, variables. Um, or I think there's too many variables, rather, and not enough uh, accounting for those variables in the, the current scoring system. But why is it that they bring um, Herb Dean and all these great uh, refs into each of these places, yet mm-hmm. it tends to be the judges are more a local thing and local. Or why couldn't they have the same they have with the judges, a kind of elite, here's the 10 best judges who are specialist MMA, not doing 
a boxing one weekend and kickboxing or wrestling another weekend only do MMA and therefore be more Well, that's the local athletic commissions have the say on who gets to referee, who gets right. to judge. And uh, this, it's an issue that we deal with when we fight when we have uh, events in uh, certain places that don't have a lot of high-level fights. Yeah. And so you'll have local judges that were appointed by the commissions, and they're on television, and yeah. they're doing a terrible fucking job. Yeah, and they yeah, do yeah. things like they get too involved. They they have too big egos, so they like get in the way of the action. They tell guys to fight, and the guys are fighting. Yeah. They, they become a distraction. Yeah. Instead of enforcing the rules... Yeah, but that seems to happen a lot less. Like It seems to be they'll, bring, they'll tend to choose the bigger... Refs for big events, than, yeah. For big events, guess, it's critical. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you have a big fight, you want an Eve Levine, yeah. you want Herb Dean, you know, you want Josh Rosenthal before he went to jail, yeah. You want Big John McCarthy, you want somebody who's not going to fuck up, you know. It's Mark hard. Goddard in the UK, he's great. Is, I, I, I did his, his course on, on mm-hmm. his seminar on refereeing and, and judging, and I think he's just, yeah, Mark's great. He's got such yeah. a good, similar to Herb, in the kind mm-hmm. of the calmness in the cage of knowing that, yeah. I'm yeah, the, there's a lot of good guys he's in now. control. He's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's a hard gig. It's a very hard yeah, gig. Right. It's very difficult to make the right decision, and you have to be on top of the action. You can't let someone get hurt, but you also can't stop a fight too soon, yeah. and you have to be very knowledgeable. <clears throat> there's a there's a lot going on there. You know, there's uh, it's it's a very very stressful position that doesn't get a lot of reward. Like people don't appreciate yeah, when they're really good, but they get very upset if they're bad. And it's easy; it's an easy job for everyone that isn't doing it mm-hmm. to do. It's easy yeah. to sit there and go, "Ah, oh, there you go. That's completely yes. wrong." But that's 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 absolutely true. It's um, you know, but that's true with a lot of things. You know, watching it from the outside, it looks like it would be easy, but doing that is way harder than what I do. Intense. What I do is tricky, but it's not nearly as as hard as being a referee. I think that's way harder. Those guys, people get mad at them, man. They stop yeah. fights too soon. Dudes push them, get guys fucking scream at them, you know. Like, and they have to be able to control shit too, you know. Yeah. Like when when things are going down, and you know, if guys won't get off of each other and they won't stop hitting each other, that's why I get nervous when I see female referees and big men. Like, yeah. I was gonna say, do, do you think experience in the cage is key for? A referee, because again, I always feel the people like the people that have actually fought or have trained mm-hmm. on on judging or refereeing. Surely that would benefit it would your ta- ability it would... to know when someone's needs helping mm-hmm. or needs protecting, rather than yeah having having not experienced it and kind of being outside on it. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think most most definitely having some high level training most definitely yeah. understanding when when a guy's in a bad position like yeah, yeah. when a guy's neck is about to get hurt yeah. when a guy's arm is about to snap you know like when herb dean stopped the tim sylvia versus um frank mir frank, frank mir broke his arm and herb jumped in and stopped it. he heard the snap and he stepped in and ju- and stopped the and action tim didn't know and yeah he <laughs> wasn't tapping yeah he wasn't tapping and he was still trying to keep fighting he knew yeah. there was something wrong with his arm but he didn't know exactly what yeah. it was i mean that's because herb has grappled he's fought mma he's yeah. a very high level martial artist himself yeah, yeah, yeah so he knew there was a bad situation but like say if that was like someone who had never trained and maybe was out of shape and just didn't recognize it that guy's arm could have got fucked up really badly yeah because if frank kept yanking on it and he would have kept yanking on it yeah, he wasn't gonna let that fucking thing go i mean he could have torn through the skin it could have been a compound fracture yeah. it could have been really 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 ugly yeah and uh well, I guess it is a compound fracture when they both break. Yeah. But uh, but when they puncture through the skin, that's uh, another level of severity because you have to worry about infections and it's like it's super dangerous. 
And that could easily happen if you get the wrong guy who's, yeah. who's ref in a fight. It's a tough job. Very Leon Roberts is another UK guy. He's very yeah. good. Yeah, he's great. He's excellent. There's a, a lot of good guys that are doing it now. There's a lot of good guys. It's a, um, There's a, a large group of people that sort of grew up being MMA fans and got involved in smaller shows and, you know, became like a, a trusted yeah. referee. But, you know, the gold standard is always like John McCarthy, Herb Dean. Those are the gold yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Rosenthal was great too, man. Unfortunately, he went to jail. Yeah. For that weed, son, slanging that weed up in Northern California, and apparently had some some pistolas. He's not supposed to have. Yeah, they had to penalize. It's no good. Robbed of a good. Yeah, it sucked. Cause he's a judge. cool dude. Riff. Yeah, he's a cool dude too. I mean, I hope when he gets out of jail, they recognize that it wasn't a violent crime, and they yeah they reinstate him. But you know, dudes in jail for like over a year for weed. But you know. I don't know what you're I guess it's like if you if you're selling medical marijuana it's legal statewide yeah. but it's not legal federally so I don't know I guess you could still get busted for it federally but he wasn't even doing that he was just slinging weed Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no federal involved it was like just getting paid selling plants which I support 100% Yeah I'm tired I, it's so stupid it's it's just, it's unbelievably stupid that it's possible to lock someone in a cage for selling plants in 2010. It's yeah, dumb as fuck. Crazy. I don't care if it's written on a piece of paper. It's dumb as fuck. Selling we, plants to yeah. people who want them plants yeah, and grown-ups the and adults. Yeah. And, Should yeah, he have guns ridiculous. on him? No. Probably shouldn't have illegal guns on him. That I, I mean, that part's harder to argue. <laughs> argue <laughs> against, I'm not arguing that part. The guns, not yeah. so much. But yeah, no, I get that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just so sad. And one day they're going to look back and they're going to they're going to realize how unbelievably stupid we were when it came to our drug policies. Yeah. Unbelievably stupid. Like we took the most beneficial, the least harmful ones and we made them the most illegal and yeah. put people in jail for the longest amount of time for those. It's the perception of it as as well. I always remember when I was younger and I was, I was smoking a lot of weed and doing a lot of, of, of acid and, and shit like that and reading... Good times. Yeah, good times. <laughs> and, and, and reading Timothy Leary's thing of, of when he was saying how the way society looks at drugs is legal or not legal. Mm-hmm. When yep. he, it, like his argument was it should be treated like a car that you have to... like If you want to buy acid, you pass a test, you get your license, you basically prove that you're intelligent and of sound mind enough to enjoy this and then... You go and buy it, not yeah. like not because because the one drug we've got in alcohol, it's just you pay money and that's that. Right, anyone can have it. It's kind of yeah. I loved that the first time I read that of the small mindedness of the way we approach it. When there's m- millions of ways to approach the legalization of every drug. Well, it's also very strange when we arbitrarily decide that one drug, regardless of its impact on people's health and well-being and crimes committed under mm-hmm. the influence of it, which is like one of the most devastating ones, alcohol, and we make that our primary drug. And we just decide. That's and the one. You, you, but, That's our drug. I'm behind that one. If you're going to do that, if you, you're, you're dealing with a sophisticated, intelligent civilization like the UK, like the United States of America, like yeah. the Western world in the year 2014. You're dealing with people that have un, just previously impossible levels of access to information. Yeah. It's unparalleled access to information. It's never in human history. And yet, in the face of this, in the face of this overwhelming evidence, you're choosing to put people in cages yeah. for, for plants. Like that, 
that's unconscionable. Yeah. It's 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 it's, it's again, intolerable it's, it's because we've known it for so long that it's just acceptable. It's exactly. the same as we were saying earlier with religion of yeah. how ludicrous it is, but because it's been there for so long, it's accepted. It's exactly the same with that. It's, but I think it's changing. If you strip it down and started than... it again, if that if that didn't happen and some a politician came in and said, "What we're going to do is we're going to put humans in cages." And people would go absolutely mental. If that didn't already <laughs> exist. If that was a new thing, they'd be like, the "What fuck the are you fuck talking are you about? talking about? You're not putting people in cages for plants." That guy's yeah. He's violated drug policy number six five two nine zero. He has more than one gram of That's marijuana nice. on him for personal <laughs> consumption. Get in that fucking cage, hippie. Yeah, it's crazy. Didn't they just change it in Brooklyn? Didn't they just make Brooklyn um, make weed legal in Brooklyn? Uh, medical, I think, yes. I, think, what, New, I, I think New York. Think so, man. Uh, medical in New edible. York, but I think edible. they just, they made edibles legal? Really? Where? In New York. In New York. Edibles are legal in New York. Marijuana in New York. Hmm. hmm. That's nice. I like hearing that Fl- shit. Florida was the opposite. That Everyone told me, like, you know, it's so bad if they find a seed in your car, yeah. they will uh, yeah. get you. Yeah, they'll fuck with you in Florida, dude. They only want cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, it's a medical marijuana state as of July 5th of 2014. So you can get medical weed in New York. Good. Jesus Christ. How is this 2014? It's happened. Especially the medical, which is, by the way, a Trojan horse. But especially the medical, because the medical is, its a, you can't argue against it. People have interocular pressure from glaucoma, yeah. it cures them, it helps relieve pain, it helps uh, regain the appetite of people that are suffering from AIDS and on chemotherapy. It's like, there's so many benefits, it's impossible to argue medically. Uh, how long do you think it will be before it just spreads over the country? Because it seems to, it worked, like everywhere it's gone, right, it's worked and the, it's good for the economy and... Good the best shit those. is when we get the people in Iowa high. That's what that's, that's going to make the world a way better yeah. place. All those tense dudes who are out there deer hunting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get those guys high. Everybody needs to just <laughs> just get a. It's a perspective enhancing moment. That's what's going on here, folks. It does. Do, do I mean that everybody needs to get high? No, I don't really mean that everyone needs to get high. You don't. If you're a happy person the way you are, keep on keeping on, son. But. The idea that people can't benefit from something that people have clearly benefited from. Not just benefited from, have, but have stated over and over again that they've benefited from yeah. it. You don't hear that about a lot of other drugs. This is a great drug. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot. I mean, I, I benefit from several different drugs. But like caffeine, I benefit from caffeine. You know, we don't like to think of it as a drug, but that's a drug. It's an absolute drug, drug. And, I, and I like it. I love coffee. Marijuana is a very beneficial drug. There's a lot of great aspects to it. Can it be abused? Of course. Everything can be abused. Every single thing. Food can be abused. But as grown-ups, that yeah, should be a choice that exactly. you can make, right? It's just about being a see, disciplined grown-up. I mean, I stopped smoking, like, or stopped, I haven't had, had any marijuana in like, over 10 years now. But it just wasn't, it, it wasn't working out for me personally. But that doesn't mean, again, it's not. I'm still very pro as 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 I think everyone should try 
or it, it's positive to try all these things. And, yeah, and the idea that everyone is going to respond exactly the same way to any given substance, yeah. whether it's aspirin or marijuana. I mean, there's a reason why some people are allergic to some things and other people enjoy, like shrimp. Yeah. Some people eat shrimp and yeah. they'll get sick as fuck. I love shrimp. It's Let's delicious. Make it Let's make it illegal. It's dangerous. <laughs> they have to make it illegal. It's not safe for society. I mean, there's a good percentage of the population that's allergic to shellfish. It's a fairly common allergy. Yeah. And if they had chosen the same sort of idea ideas that they have on like marijuana addiction this is one that they love to throw around marijuana addiction i would like to put marijuana addiction next to shellfish allergy and see which one is more common yeah because i bet shellfish allergy is way more fucking common than marijuana and so the idea of making it illegal because one tiny percentage of the population gets physically addicted to it well i don't know what's going on in their body they might be physically addicted but for me i know I can stop and not have weed for weeks, and I don't feel any physical yeah. pain. Nothing. That's crazy. I've taken two weeks off and had nothing. Not felt a thing. Not not an urge. Not a just living life. There's no want. There's no itch that you can't scratch. Yeah. It's it's weird that we have these arbitrary decisions that get made a long time ago, and that they stick just because someone wrote them somewhere. We're so goofy. And it's like protecting that. against addictive personalities, I guess, or, or or physical addiction. But people will have that for anything. Did you see the New York Times said that yeah, you know they did a New York Times editorial saying that marijuana should be decriminalized oh, really? nationwide? And the government had a response to the New York Times that was so goofy, and it included all this shit about children, about the like, affecting the brains of children. Like no one's saying give pot to fucking no. children did you even listen they didn't even read the editorial the editorial is about adults yeah. informed adults should be allowed to smoke marijuana and the government's thing like the response was all about kids it's like you goofy fake babysitters you don't give a fuck about kids you guys aren't in the hood you guys aren't in the hood saving babies fuck off looking after fuck the off children. you're not you're not looking after kids it's not hurting kids stop it no one's saying kids should go get high jesus christ it's ridiculous. Goofy fucks. But that's the kind of people that are re- responsible. That's the kind of people that are responsible for our laws. But who's saving the kids from shellfish? <laughs> who's, who's, who's out there fighting that battle? They try to save no the kids from... Peanuts are a big one, man. Yeah. Nut-free schools. Like, the schools my, go- my daughter goes to... My go- daughter goes to a nut-free school. Yeah. Why do they still have nuts on airplanes like i they still do it why wouldn't they just good switch question. to cheese it's or something like why is it nuts anyways it's a good question is nuts something with nuts and it's, flying it's, it's good there's tons you. of things like that though like the realization making me want nuts i, I can't remember it was a, here, boy. a comedian hey. was talking about how, how how come when epilepsy came about we didn't go all right well, we don't need st- strobe lights then strobe <laughs> lights aren't a necessary oh that could kill you send you into a fit Let's get rid of them. That's fine. We don't yeah. need. They're not unless it's like no. We need. We need to party. My friend Jim. With strobe lights. His wife would black out. She would see like it's one of those crazy. animated yeah, everyone gifts goes, online. Ah, ah, just put them somewhere else. Just. I thought he was fucking around. Involved. Do you remember that guy Jim from the message board? Yeah. He um he put some uh, some warning up like saying like hey you guys take down these fucking strobes and then of really? course everybody changed their avatar to a strobe like fuck off <laughs> of course like, they did maybe just shut off avatars instead of killing the party yeah. if you like you know didn't know that you were going to see something and if you saw it it would black you out you'd have to be like really careful about your viewing habits you know <laughs> there we go don't do that <laughs> many people die you this, shouldn't do that man that's rude as fuck 
That's that's going to bring the aliens back <laughs> if you do that. Yeah, right. They're going to come back and land. It's a secret signal. Yeah, there were some radio signals they just found in the galaxy recently. Fascinating. New radio signals found in the galaxy. And people are speculating as to whether or not it's uh, aliens. What's gonna, it sound like? Does it sound like static or is it? I don't think it's like a sound. I think it's like a signal. It's just waves. Rec- radio waves emitted from nearby galaxy. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting shit, man. July 10th. Mysterious signal from a galaxy far, far away. Brief pulse detected by the Arecibo telescope appears to come from far beyond our galaxy. Could be caused by evaporating black holes or mergers of neutron stars or aliens. Could be aliens. Could it be aliens? Yes. There's a chance they could be trying to reach us. It could be a chance. Did you see that video that somebody shared it to me on Twitter where they can take sound waves off video of like a plant and like map it out and it will recreate what the sound was when that video is recorded. Yeah. Well, they can use a Doritos bag. Yeah. Doritos bag. You saw that video. That was nuts. Incredible. So if you're in a room and say like you're talking and you have like a Doritos bag there, like a light piece of paper, they can focus on that and the, the impact of your voice on that Doritos bag they can like detect what you were saying. They can oh, detect crazy. the sounds. What? Damn. Yeah, see if I can find that video. That, was... that is the mind blower of the week's mind blowers. And we were getting excited about cameras earlier. And <laughs> that's fucking insane, yeah, right? I mean, how much smarter are those people than me? Yeah. They're so much smarter. Like, that's not even a human. No, like, anybody that can figure that out, like, when, when I think that. about my potential for figuring things out and their potential for figuring mm-hmm. things out, like, you know, the tools that they have, the, 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 the steps that they are ahead. I could live a hundred lives and never even catch never up to where they are. Yeah. Never even get close. It's, it's amazing. Like, when people want to pretend that all people are created equal, why don't you pay attention? There's some motherfuckers out there that are getting sound off Doritos bags. And guess what, fuckface? They're smarter than you. Yeah. They're just, their brains work better. Here we go. The results of this video are the best experience through headphones. When sound hits an object, it causes that object to vibrate. The motion of this vibration creates a subtle visual signal that's usually invisible to the naked eye. In our work, we show how using only a video of the object and a suitable processing algorithm, we can extract these minute vibrations and partially recover the sounds that produced them, letting us turn everyday visible objects into visual microphones. That's crazy. Fuck In the silent high-speed video shown here on the left, we see the leaves of a potted plant shown on the right. The video was recorded while a nearby loudspeaker played the notes to Mary Had a Little Lamb. Oh my god. So now what, what they're going to do, they record it with the sound and they're going to play it back using the... Even when we play the video in slow motion yeah. here, the vibrations caused by the music are so subtle that they move the plant's leaves by less than a hundredth of a pixel, making the plant appear still to the naked eye. But by combining and filtering all the tiny motion happening across the image that you see, we are able to recover this sound. Oh my god. That's crazy. <laughs> so in the future, we're going to be able to take old oh video and find god. out what we're really talking about or JFK or something. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's insane. We recorded live human speech from high-speed video of a bag of chips lying on the ground. 
But to make things a little more challenging, this time we put the camera outside, behind a soundproof window. This is what a cell phone was able to record from inside, next to the bag of chips. Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. And everywhere that Mary went, that lamb was sure to go. And this is what we were able to recover from high-speed video, filmed from outside, behind soundproof glass. That's haunting. Oh my god, that's, that's ridiculous, amazing. right? <laughs> that's amazing. So what that's going to happen is we're going to be able to take old home movies, especially like the eight millimeter kind. That's like no sound that used yeah. to have in the 70s we're going to be able to eventually probably take that and fi- actually recreate the sound of everything that was going on well how could that be possible as long as they had the Doritos packet no but it's not filmed at the same resolution well as, as an example they're <clears> going to show it now at a very lower resolution at this part of the video and that this is early on so I think in the future they're going to be able to get it to the point of being able to do that because here's what they can do with just a typical camera uh Right like a, like a laptop. Plugged into a laptop. Yeah, yeah. So here I'll show. Which can record thousands of in most consumer cameras. Here we go. We can sometimes actually recover sound at frequencies several times higher than the frame rate of our video, letting us recover audio from video captured on regular consumer cameras. <laughs> here we see a 60 frames per second video of a bag of candy captured on a regular consumer DSLR while our Mary Had a Little Lamb music played through a nearby loudspeaker. They love this tune. Yeah, right. And 60 frames is like half the speed that like the iPhone can do. Wow. That's in fucking insane, man. This is so strange. By using a variation of our technique on the rows of the recorded video, we are able to recover this audio, which includes frequencies more than five times higher than the frame rate of our camera. So yeah, wow! Expect new crazy ghosts in the future from the past. What a weird, weird <laughs> world we live in, man! What a weird world <laughs> that someone can figure that out. That's well, well that someone can try to figure that out in the first place is just insane. Just the actual thing of having the idea and perception of thinking of that is just yeah, yeah. That's a real game changer, right? Yeah. So humbling, yeah. You know, it's like you. I really feel when I see something like that that we're in. We're very fortunate in the time that we live that we're going to get to see these things. Yeah, that we're a part of this insane moment in history where things are becoming so complicated so quickly, so powerful so quickly. The the impact of them, the impact of people's words. Just it's it's never been a time like this, man. It's the speed of it all is insane. Like the speed. The chain, or the or the speed we went from the invention of the internet, which is putting everyone in the world in yeah. touch with everyone else, and then the speed we went from that to turning it into something that we just look at tits on and tweet people and talk shit coming. <laughs> the, the 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 speed which we just become comfortable with this amazing piece of technology that we yeah. should be using to find out amazing things constantly, but ninety percent of the time we've got so comfortable with it because it's just on your phone now. It's not mm-hmm. it's not this this great jump in technology that well we take it for granted while it's doing its work yeah and it's doing its work and its work is connecting all of us 
connecting yeah. all of us. And, and I mean, we're connected in some really bizarre ways now, man. That's, uh, I mean, what we're seeing on this, this screen, we're watching this video. Yeah. That's a fascinating new thing, an amazing new thing. But it's probably one of like a million new things that are coming yeah. out that are going to freak us the fuck out. You know, all this stuff is essentially magic. It's crazy how they'll freak us out for like a minute. And then it'll just we'll be regular, and then it's just fine. <laughs> then it's going to be an regular app. thing. Yeah, it'll be an app on your phone yeah, in two years. Completely. <laughs> it's creating time travel by using it like a weird, like old VCR type kind mm -hmm. of technology, where we're going to be recreating everything that's ever happened. God, yeah, so crazy. based on tree DNA or something. So weird, man. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be able to like watch an outdoor video and watch the look, stare at the trees, and listen to the actual voices that the people were saying while they were near those trees. <laughs> well, not only that, they'll probably be able to like do things digitally to change the resolution of things. They're, like probably some sort of an algorithm where they'll like be able to analyze each individual pixel and enhance in post the the camera's reaction to the image and yeah. change it and enhance it and recreate reality based on some sort of an understanding of I, the surroundings. I love the idea that this technology could come about, though. But the 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 foible of it would be they have to be near a plant or a Doritos packet or <laughs> some kind of like we've had these great moments in history but it wasn't next to a plant right. so <laughs> fuck we'll never know what where what would Jeff be a safe say. where would where would a safe place be would it be underwater or would it no would it yeah. well, would it imagine if they no, figured would be out worse. a way that would be worse yeah. imagine if they figured out a way I'm going to watch uh, what I say around a Doritos packets from now on though. I don't want to in case I'm picked <laughs> up. Stay away from Doritos. Imagine if they figure out a way to recreate old historical videos and actually make them like a part of the Oculus Rift, make them like super high resolution, calculate them based on all that, like say if they took the Kennedy assassination yeah. and they calculated it on all known photographs of the area. They did a, a very comprehensive analysis. They, they, in detail, every photo of Kennedy's face ever taken, every photo of Jackie O ever taken, every inch of one of those crazy limousines that Kennedy was driving in, the convertible limousines, every inch of it. And then they put you in a virtual reality where you're at the scene and you got to watch the Zapruder film play out. Yeah. Like right there. Like Just you're there. Looking you're looking at Zapruder holding the camera and you, you, know, you could move around on it. I mean, and this sounds like this. <laughs> oh, I'm not hurt. You know, like that because the sounds from reflections of like, oh, no. yeah, they'll Trace. figure out a way to, they'll, yeah, you wonder if you'll ever be able to accurately like Hear replay yeah. the voices. Yeah. Huh. Oh. But the recreations of historical events in three dimension in virtual reality is inevitable. Like, I mean, if people are making paintings of Nixon, they're definitely going to make like a virtual reality scenario where he gets shot at the theater. Yeah. You get to see John Wilkes Booth sneak up behind him and shoot him. They're going to have that. And peace and all, yeah. Yeah. Historical it's, events, it's, any known historical events, you know. I'm, I'm writing a, a story or song or whatever at the moment about a guy that gets a chance, uh, meets some kind of God or whatever, but gets told you can have one truth. And you've got to pick everything throughout history. Like you could pick, like to know what happened with JFK, Ooh. or to know if Jesus was real or whatever. And just what what would that one? I mean, in this story, he ends up going through all of that and then asking if his girlfriend cheated on him because that's the reality. <laughs> that's the reality. That's the truth that you'd ask and need to know. But 
What what the fuck would you? It's weird because JFK is one that I always come to, and I'm not American. I've got no. I think it's just because it's such a conspiracy theory hotbed convinced. that I want to know the actual truth. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. I think the, the the actual truth would be interesting, but I'm pretty convinced of a conspiracy when it came to JFK. I've I've seen the evidence that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, and one of the things that I don't find compelling is that there was obviously some. The Warren Commission had a predetermined a predetermined conclusion that they wanted to reach, yeah. and that was that there was a lone gunman. Yeah. And they wanted to reach it so badly that they ignored evidence to the contrary and even concocted crazy stories like the magic bullet theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They only did that because they had to account for a bullet that hit an underpass and ricocheted. So they had to account. They had to make all these wounds come out of one bullet because they know there was only three shots from Oswald. This was the only reason why they did it is to wrap up their it wasn't like a scientific analysis like they looked at it all it was done by Orrin Hatch he's a uh, he's a was it Orrin Hatch I think it was single bullet theory I want to say it was him it was one of those fucking weirdos from um, the um, the the uh, remember when um, Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas and there was uh do you know who Anita Hill is? No. Clarence, Th- Clarence Thomas is Supreme Court Justice. Right. Who, uh, when they were trying to uh, appoint him, there was this crazy story that came out. Like he uh, told this woman, Anita Hill, this really sexy black chick. He told her that uh, there's a pubic hair in her coke. <laughs> Remember that? I, did, did, did you ever find out Coke like the like sales went up during that time, or was like Pepsi sales? <laughs> I bet that'd be fascinating. I wonder, right? Like, ugh, just, yeah. You know, pubic hair makes me want to buy Pepsi. Arlen Specter. Sorry, that's who he was. It wasn't Orrin Hatch. It was Arlen Specter. But I think uh, Orrin Hatch was involved in it as well. But Arlen, Arlen Specter was just like this known creeper. He's just uh, He was just one of those guys that had been around. He was a Democrat, switched to a Republican, then switched back to Democrat. I mean, he was right. just a shifty fucking character. Yeah, and he yeah. was the one who came up with the single bullet theory. He was the guy. It was his idea. How about we just say one bullet just I mean, went fucking nutty? <laughs> it's crazy that they would even cons- consider tr- tr- trying sh- shit like that on something that's clearly the biggest case. Do you know what I mean? Going to mm-hmm. be the most scrutinized thing. Well, I think so. Somebody- it's equally insane that th- it's stupid that they come, but equally insane that they would think, yeah, oh, that oh, that will do. We'll tell the people that. But it did work. I mean, there's people that are arguing it today, so yeah, they were right. So. Like, if whether or not they were right or not, I'm not sure, but they were right that people would accept the fact that this it's, one bullet did all enough that damage. To put that there, yeah. it's, I mean, it's so preposterous in so many different ways. And uh, I, I have conversations with people like, you can't deny the actual bullet's dimensions itself. The bullet itself was in pristine condition. I've, we've, you know, people hate this conversation because it's been done so many times before. <laughs> but there's also fragments of it that it was left in the body, yeah. the body of Connolly, especially. Where they weren't accounted for, they weren't missing for the bullet they found in the gurney. That wasn't yeah. the bullet that did all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't. It's not a bullet yeah, that shattered ridiculous. bone. It, it just wasn't fucked up enough. It just it doesn't make any sense. Much more likely, since it was found on the gurney at the hospital, that somebody placed it there. And to pretend that people wouldn't place it there is yeah. preposterous. You find a pristine bullet on a gurney on Governor Colley's gurney in, gurney in the hospital. Do you assume that someone placed it, or do you assume that this is a bullet that went through two people and just happened to wind up on a gurney? On the gurney well, yeah, either one of those is true, mm. or either one of those is possible, rather. You know, the, 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 to say that you absolutely know that that's the single bullet, and this is the reason why. No, it's, it easily could be placed there. And if it was placed there, your whole theory of one bullet doing that thing, well, you have no bullet. Like, what's, where's yeah. the bullet that did all this? What does it look like now? Well, it looks 
100 something. Fantastic. You don't know. So because you, like finding the bullet was the only reason why people were willing to believe that one yeah. bullet did all this damage. So they had, which is really ridiculous because you would think that would be contrary. Because like this not is a bullet that was like shot into a swimming pool or something. It doesn't look fucked up at all. Yeah. I don't know, man. The 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 either or thing is a problem as well because everybody wants to say Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. No, he didn't. It was a conspiracy. Could be Lee Harvey Oswald was a part of the conspiracy. Yeah. You know that's possible yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. They could have he could have been their patsy, like he said I was a patsy. Yeah. But he also could have been involved in it, which would account for the the, sh- the slaying of the officer, like a police officer was shot, and they attributed that to Lee Harvey Oswald. He might have shot a cop because he was a guilty fuck. Yeah. You know he might have been involved. He might have been one of the gunmen. There might have been several gunmen, and they might have just had that guy like set up as a patsy from the yeah. jump because he had a wife that was Russian. He was from Russia. Either way, they killed Kennedy. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't go back to see that. I'd go back you to. Pick that. What would you pick? I'd go to Roswell. Yeah, I'd want to see if a, a UFO crashed or if it was just a fucking air balloon. But that a hot air balloon sh- surely would. That one feels to me like it would. If if it could potentially have the most disappointing outcome. Yes, I'm, that you'd, I'm you'd go all that way. You do this and then go. Oh fuck! It was an air balloon. I want my to confirm my <laughs> suspicions, and my suspicions are like. This is my suspicions when it comes to UFOs. This is the big one. I think that people are full of shit. I think that there's enough full of shit people to account for some really good stories about UFOs. Yeah. Has anybody ever experienced an actual UFO from another planet? It is absolutely possible. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not discounting if you're the one person yeah. out there that actually has a real unique experience with a UFO and you're not crazy. I'm not discounting you. But what I'm saying is, when I look at all the evidence, like the Roswell and all these different stories and all these different crash stories, people are so full of shit that it's much more likely knowing the small number of these things that actually get reported. Yeah. You know, people say thousands of sightings every year. There's 350 million people in this country. If you only get thousands of sightings every year, what are the odds of those people being crackpots? 100%? Yeah, it might be a hundred percent. If it's not a hundred, it's ninety nine point nine 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 nine. It's too crazy. It never happens to a really regular mm-hmm. and person. We can't. We we must account for the number of crazy people that we have that we've we've counted. There's a lot of them. So if people are just having these episodes where they start telling you about UFO abductions and seeing ships that are invisible and move faster than time, like it's also possible they're crazy and full of shit. Yeah. Like that's, so I would love to go back. And if I went back to Roswell and I found an actual UFO, I would fucking change my tune. But if I went back to Roswell and I just saw a bunch of people standing around a weather balloon. It's, it's, it's good that your one is, isn't going back to, to <laughs> it's going back to, to, to disprove something rather than yeah. witness. This is, this is what happened. It's like, no, this didn't happen. Fuck that shit. That's <laughs> absolute bullshit. You can't come up with any of this anymore. Well, I think I, like I would like to be open-minded. Like, look, no one would like it more than me if I went back and I actually saw a spaceship from yeah. another planet. Like, if you could go to Area 51 and they could take you to the Bob Lazar place where they, they have this fucking gigantic hangar and you go inside and you yeah, see yeah, yeah. an actual alien UFO. Holy shit, I would love that. But it's way more likely to me that you get there and you see a bunch of remote control shit that the government's <laughs> been working on yeah, and you see yeah. like some, you know, aircraft technology that led to the stealth bomber, which they know they built out of there. That's more likely what the UFOs yeah. are. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, although it was back engineering alien technology. Well, yeah. 
I don't see a lot of evidence of that. That seems that seems like you're discounting human ingenuity, which is obviously fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, look at this sound thing. That's exactly. How I was going to yeah. say what we're looking at already is so that think, back engineered from aliens who want to see what we're saying. Yes. At distance. So I think you you're dealing with a lot of dull-minded people that can't even comprehend the intelligence level of the people that can conceive something like a stealth bomber. So yeah. they're seeing this. These this technology arising, they're back engineering, they're attributing it to back engineering UFOs, when it really could just be people that are so smart, so much smarter than them, they're not even the same species, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just super fucking smart, and they figured out a gang of shit. Yeah. That's way more likely. Yeah, right? completely. <laughs> so the, 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 the people who work for the government that have made it are, are, are aliens, essentially. In a way. They're that much further advanced than... Right. Us, that's 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 the proof of aliens. Stephen <laughs> Hawking. Tell me, he's not an alien. Yeah, that dude's an alien. What's what is he? He's a computer voice, <laughs> right? Yeah, and he, he's a, he's a brain that's connected very loosely biologically to some movements that control a computer. It's essentially a brain directly interfacing with the computer through it's fingers. Textbook alien. He's an alien. Classic alien, right there. And he warns us about aliens. He's warning us about him. He's covering his own tracks. He's, trying He's so much smarter than in us. plain sight. Right in front of us, pretending <laughs> he can't move, and waiting. And then he'll open up like the thing. It'll be a fucking mouth and chop down someone's head. But in a sense... Petrifying. In a sense, he's an alien in that he's so... He's like... He, he, he's something that we can't even imagine. We can't even imagine what's going on in, inside of his mind. He's so goddamn smart. He's so advanced. That his concepts and his the levels that he's operating on and thinking mm. on might as well be alien to some guy who works at Krispy Kreme and keeps fucking up and doesn't figure out which button to press. You know? Yeah. Shouldn't say Krispy Kreme. It's a wonderful establishment. Makes fine donuts. What's the deal with the line for that, though? So they're delicious. There's like 30 car deep in Burbank. Every time I drive by, I'm like, one day well, I'd like to try it. It's not because they suck. Well, you just do, the Burbank one is the shit, dude, because it's 24 hours a day. You need right. to do is come home from a comedy club some night. Yeah. I've done that for coming home from the ice house. Stop off, get some Krispy Kreme. Gotcha. Ow. It's like one in the morning and there's a line of 30 people. Gluten-free? Not. <laughs> no gluten-free. Not gluten-free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fuck out of here, bitch. You're getting full sugar. It's going to go right to your arteries. You're going to feel like shit for hours after you eat it. But for the mouth pleasure that you get for those, that minute or so where you're eating one of those, it's worth it's it. It's worth those hours Yeah, easily. don't be a pussy. You know what do you think is going on with this Ferguson thing? Because I'm looking at it now, like they just uh, arrested the Huff Pro reporters, the re- arresting reporters. They're what? going into the McDonald's and going, everyone needs to leave, like employees. Why? Wait they're, a minute, they're, Huff they're, Pro. Wait, oh, why is the they arrest, thing? arresting? You know who to fall is Wesley Lowry. It's W E S L E Y L O W E R Y. He writes for I think the Washington Post. He's formerly of the Boston Globe and the LA Times. Huffington Post reporter arrested in Ferguson. Yeah, it's uh, it says uh, Ryan J. Ryan. Oh, Ryan J. Riley, rather. This is fucking crazy. Why, Ryan J. Riley and the Washington Post's Wesley Lowry were arrested Wednesday while covering the protests in Ferguson, Missouri, surrounding the death of unarmed African-American teenager Michael Brown, who was shot to death by police by a police officer last week. Riley tweeted that around 8 p.m., the SWAT officers invaded the McDonald's at which he was working, requested information after he took a photo of them. Lowry was also working at the fast food restaurant. Whoa. 
Wait a minute. How are Huffington Post reporters arrested? Oh, HuffPost caused the Ferguson blah, 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 status of Riley after tweets that he had been arrested. The person who picked up the phone identified himself as George, said he couldn't give any information at this time. So who got arrested? I'm, I'm confused uh, here. Uh, reporter for the West... Uh, yes. I'm a Los yeah. Angeles Times reporter Matt Pierce talked to the police department. And this uh, guy used to work for the Boston Globe. And looks, officers slammed me into a fountain soda machine because I was confused at which door they were asking me to walk out. And he's, this is a reporter that was waiting to be taken away. Large black man screaming for help in the back of police truck. Whoa. I'm dying. I'm dying. Please call. They, he screamed. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out which Huffington here, Post I'm guy find got right arrested. Here. Also, Ryan Reilly of Huff Pro assaulted and arrested. Wow. So those guys, so who, why did it say that they, oh, I get it. I'm sorry. They were working on their laptops at right. McDonald's. That's right, how they right. were working for McDonald's. Yeah, right. Oh, wow. So they came in while they were working and they asked for their ID and when they took a photo. Holy shit. Like, that's like beyond overstepping bounds. There was yeah. also a video that someone put up online of some people filming cops, and the cop points the gun on them and tells them to get the fuck out of here. And they all start screaming. It's really crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, the cop says, get the fuck out of here, and he just points the gun at them. You know, it's it's some dark shit, man. It's This is all what everyone was terrified of <laughs> yeah. when that um that operation um or that uh occupy wall street shit was going on yeah what they were worried most is that at one point in time the united states is going to have something something that just wakes people up to shit like this and they actually start rioting yeah. you know and that's a terrifying thing for for police it's a terrifying thing for law enforcement for for you know any form of government yeah, when you have exactly. this this happen, these th- these types of things they build momentum. You know, it gets it gets real scary when people feel like the police is doing them wrong, and people they have a there's a battle between people and the police. They start shooting rubber bullets at crowds like they're doing here. They're just hitting random people in the crowds, trying to disperse them. You can't do that, man. This is this is dangerous shit. This is how people get overthrown. Here's yeah. a picture from it. You know. The Shah of Iran got overthrown. One of the one of the reasons why they they rose up against him is because he was starting to say that they were going to attack people if they were in any sort of formation. If more than two or three people were together, yeah. and they formed any sort of a group, they were going to arrest them all, shoot them on sight. And the next day, there was like two million. But there's got to be a, 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 a breaking point in yeah. all those things of going right. We can't. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's well, just tough because there's always going to be a load of smaller. Breaking points along the way that don't cause the chain, but change, but cause a lot of bad, bad, yeah. This is crazy. And actions. Crazy that they feel like that they can just arrest people that are in McDonald's. Like, are you protecting or serving when you're doing that? Which yeah. one? Yeah. What are you doing? It's ridiculous. You guys are in McDonald's. They were reporters, and you're allowed to just come in and disturb them because you think that what they took a photo of some crazy shit that's going down. You don't want it being released. Is this protocol? Are you following like? Is this like a? Is this in your book of what you're supposed to do? Look, they were arrested for not packing their bags quick enough. Wow, that's, that's hilarious! They can just decide to come into McDonald's and kick everybody else out. Meanwhile, the streets are flooded with people. That's so strange, w- man. Why were they uh, kicking everyone out of McDonald's anyway? Yeah, is that? I don't know. It's McDonald's is property. I think when when shit hits the fan, 
when you have a situation like this and people yeah. from the police and civilians are fighting, it's like things get real hairy. And there's a, a lot of like huge, huge, huge mistakes that get made. And there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. And it's going to be real tough to calm this fucking thing down. And it just can spread mo- uh, so much m- more now because of Twitter and because mm-hmm. of every- everything else. It becomes this everyone knows about it, which yeah f- f- fires it all up more, right? Most of the time you live in England, right? Yeah. And yeah. in England, the cops don't have guns, right? No. So is there ever any th- this kind of rioting? I mean, there shit? still has been, yeah. There's um, a, regular, a regular police don't have guns, but there are obviously like different units or higher up things where it, it can be the case and yeah yeah there has been like it was a, a couple of years ago there was a big one where a, a kid was sh- sh- shot because they thought he was an armed like armed police had been called out for mm-hmm. an incident and the guy wasn't armed and it caused riots for days and days kind of in london but similar type of situation it's just, it's just n- not as as regular and not as it's far rarer because yeah it's not any policeman, not a policeman in McDonald's or wherever else. Not everyone has got, yeah, is weaponized. That's a weird thing. How does the police deal? Like, like if a, how often is violent crime with guns take place? How often is that in England? It's not that regularly. It's it's, it's it, there is that again as everywhere. There are guns. There are knives. There's, like there is crime going on, but yeah, it's nowhere near as as regular a thing. So and I'd, I'd, I'd say even. Proportionately, obviously, there's millions and millions more people in the US, but I'd still say percentage-wise, it's far more regular. Yeah, and every now and then, there's like some sort of a like that Lee Murray situation where they had that crazy bank robbery. Yeah, that that was fucking nuts, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. They had yeah. full armor on and masks, and you know, ski mat, ski goggles on and shit. Yeah. You couldn't see their faces. And it's weird because stuff like that wasn't that they that that wasn't that big a news story. It, it was. It wasn't. No, it was the biggest bank robbery in all of England, right? Again, yeah, but it wasn't. It was. It it wasn't as again like as as big as as the riots over a kid getting shot or just. It, I don't know. Bank robberies aren't as hot a topic these days, are they? I don't know. It's weird. I think it's way harder to rob a bank. I don't. I don't think that happens all that often. Yeah. And the Lee Murray one was one of the biggest ones ever. Yeah. I mean, him and his alleged compadres. I mean, they heisted some insane amount of money, right? It was hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars. Yeah, cr- crazy amounts. Yeah, that guy's a crazy story, huh? Yeah. How much of a folk hero is he in England? Not that, generally not that much. Or Again, I I heard about it more because of, of, I heard about that whole story more because of who he is and because of his fighting and everything because else. Because of mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So the other people I, that were involved. That's how I became aware of it. And I, again, I can't say, I guess other people may have been more aware for some reason, but... Yeah, that's the main. That's how I heard about the story more because of MMA. Yeah, he doesn't even seem like a real person. Like guy who no. fought as a high level MMA fighter, got stabbed like seven times, yeah. and, and then wound up being involved in one of the biggest it's bank f- robberies ever. He's it's a folk story, isn't he? It's yeah, crazy. and then he goes away to Morocco, and he's in prison in Morocco, and just running shit over there. Yeah, he's living over there for a while, and then eventually got arrested. Where is he now in jail? Is he in jail in the I UK? Clue. I think so. He's a, he's got a crazy life, man. Someone's gonna take that guy's yeah, life right. and turn it into like the most insane guy Richie movie ever. Yeah, you know, it's, like it's, it's him narrating it. <laughs> it's got to be the easiest one, one to write because it's all just there. Yeah, it's just I literally tell your stories. England has a lot of violence, but like fisticuffs. Yeah, 
That's that's something that I found like shocking when I was there. How often you see guys duking it out in the street? It's it's a weird one. I'm a I'm a, I'm a Millwall fan, which is a football team over there, and we're known for having a lot of hooligans and violence and writing. Hooligans. Like they're known as the, as as the worst of the lot, coming. But again, it's all my opinion is that's not exclusive to football, really. In the UK, if if you're on a generally on a Saturday night, if you're in a busy town centre, you're gonna see. A fight of some sort. It's going to... Because we drink so heavily. <laughs> Doug Stanhope has a great bit about it. How in England, they'll just fight about everything. Where are you from? Over here. Fuck over there. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> just, it's just—it's such a strange thing. Do you think that it's... I wonder if how much of that is related to the fact that we I mean there's direct descendants. When you're in Europe, there's no clean break. It's not like your family comes over to a new continent, forms a, a you know a new civilization and starts fresh. Yeah. No, you're, you're essentially riding on the momentum of King George. You know, it's yeah. like the same, you know, like the society has little, moved and progressed. We're a tiny little island, tiny. but we've got this... And it used to be a massive empire. Yeah. You know? That's I mean, got to affect things, right? Our whole history is running so much of the world. Yeah. And then we're on this tiny little island still, <laughs> still claiming that we're the mighty England and... But we're just scrapping in the streets amongst ourselves. Isn't it weird how civilizations (laughs) do that? Like cultures like rise and fall, rise and fall in their influence, in their power. You know, Rome, go to Rome. Shit there. Nothing's going on. Go buy a pizza. (laughs) I mean, what are you going to get when you go to Rome? You're not going to see any just giant armies. Again, it's it's the weird illusion. Like in in Britain, our our history and our, 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 our arrogance in a way. 90% 90% of the stuff that we got that was good was from the Romans. The Romans came and showed us. And, and the reason a lot of our society crumbled after the Romans left was because we had all these amazing roads and everything, but we didn't know how to rebuild them or to maintain them or anything like that. So we kind of had this big boom when the Romans came over and then plummeted for ages because we were like, <laughs> oh, shit, we've got all this technology and whatnot and we don't really know how to fix it. Some other guys made it and then they went broken had to go home because they got overthrown and, and we were there like ah fuck and then but years later it's then turned into our great history and our great advances in technology and yeah it comes in waves right yeah like guys figure it out and then something happens and then the new people have to reinvent and yeah that's uh, it's just a, such a fascinating thing such a fascinating thing when you go to europe and you see how old everything is yeah it really puts into perspective because uh when i was a kid i lived in boston and uh, there was a cemetery uh, near uh, the commons, and uh, it's like one of the oldest cemeteries yeah. in the country. And you like see like a, a headstone from like the seventeen hundreds or sixteen hundreds. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in comparison to the you yeah. know European history, like they they have that big, big uh, white horse that's on the side of a hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody yeah, even yeah. fucking knows where it came from. Nobody S- has a goddamn clue. So much stuff like that, and just things like. Stonehenge and all that yeah. kind of just it's just no crazy ideas. how old that mm-hmm. and again really it's, it's not that impressive it's it's a load of slabs it's some shit but it's the fact that this is yeah that's so yeah. old Thousands no one really knows what and how or what yeah and they like debate the purpose of it. like they find roads yeah. these crazy stone roads and like okay what the fuck what's going on here no yeah. one knows everyone forgot it's all just gone whole civilization comes and goes and it's a beautiful thing, though, man. It's it's an amazing thing to discover the remnants of the past and try to piece together what happened, yeah. and then really try to put it into perspective. 
what has happened that brought us to 2014, the, yeah. all the different lives that had to be lived, all the events that had to take place, and all the different things that we're trying to still piece together today and try to figure out, well, what, what was going on? What did they believe? And why were they worshiping cows? And what were they doing on top of this hill? And yeah. what was this? Why, why they set this up in the, to align it with constellations? Like, what was their belief system? They wrote like this? What the fuck? They got these little squiggly lines? It's, like, it's, what are they it's, saying? It's crazy to think of of the level of in- intelligence that was around b- before the breakthrough was made to record that and to mm-hmm. document that. So just yeah. so much stuff, just amazing shit that probably they all knew what these stones were for. Everyone knew what the fuck that was for, but that wasn't, that wasn't written down anywhere. There yeah, they figured, we're not going to forget that. Like, we, come on. we spent so much time building this. Everybody stones. knows. Everyone knows what the stones do. Jesus. God, Stonehenge. Everybody knows what Stonehenge is for. Yeah, I wonder when the first guy started writing shit down, everybody else was like, probably like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. He's like, I wrote a language. Like, I'm not learning your shit. I got my own language. <laughs> my language involves <laughs> circles. It's all about big circles and little circles. Yeah. Big circles means I'm really mad. Little circles mean I'm happy. Okay? Big circle, little circle. You had to get a bunch of people to agree. Like, you had to get a bunch of scholars. Like, how many generations? To agree to it and yeah. How many generations did it to take? To figure that it's out. It's unimaginable. And then someone's like, I'm going to write it on a, a cylinder, and I'm going to roll it on clay, you're going to know what I mean. Like, what? And then how fucked up is it the, <laughs> when they then go and find another society that mm-hmm. got it completely different, like no yeah. correlation at all. So not only have you had to figure out this completely new way of communicating, you've got to then interpret their way into yours. <laughs> it's too crazy. It's the idea of how mu- how crazy – look – when when you think about like uh, Columbus in um, 1492, sailing off, finding the Americas, yeah. landing here, seeing the native people, trying to communicate with them, like what that must have been like, not even knowing where the fuck you landed. You get there and you see some people and they're all brown and shit and they got feathers on their head and you're like, what is going <laughs> on? Is this? How do I tell this guy that I'm from Spain? Like, what do yeah. I, you know, what, what, what is he saying? Like you had to decipher a language that no one even knew existed. Yeah. And there's a gang of them. You got the Lakota people who speak one way. You got the Cherokee that speak another way. You got the Apache that have their own way. Yeah. Poo. And that's only 200 years ago. You know, 400, 500 years or whatever it was. From 1492 to 2012. I mean, think about like when they came here, the, the amount of time between 1492, the less than 600 years, 500 plus years to today that's nothing in terms of the world nothing but in that time yeah. this one spot with a bunch of people on horses just hanging out just <laughs> erupted became like, new york city san francisco uh, uh, california the last time i was here i can't remember what it was but someone was telling me how long ago it was that la was part of mexico 1800s it's like yeah, it's yeah not that long <laughs> i don't think i mean really... i think when okay when was la mexico i, I say sure it was I say eighteen hundreds. Really? I could be wrong. I could be remembering it wrong. But Brian, you dating a Mexican? I was at a Mexican last night. But if you uh, if you had to ask though, <laughs> if you had to guess, when was L.A. Mexico? Uh, eighteen twenty one. Seven. Eighteen twenty seven. Okay. When was L.A. Uh, Mexico? Hmm. When did L.A. belong to Mexico? Okay. When did did. The anticipation now. Mm-hmm. And now it's building. I'm saying more recently than that. I'll be in my, Santa Barbara this weekend. Pe- I don't know. I don't want to. Uh, 1769. Oh, really? 1769? I think so. Hold on a second. 
European exploitation period from 1542 to 1769. Oh, no, no, no. I'm skewing. Um, Mexican period, 1821 to 1848. Oh, oh, oh. The United States statehood. <laughs> Dude, that's Which continues amazing. to the present day. 1821. I guessed it. Date. Yeah. Boom. That's amazing. You probably, do you think maybe you had that in your head? Like I, you knew? I got a little Mexican juice on me. Maybe that has no, something to do with it. Do you think that maybe you saw that somewhere? No, I it's have It's a crazy no, number to pick, 1821. Yeah, it is a real Incredibly number. specific. Yeah, it's really specific, yeah. but you got it. But it's also, I've seen those T-shirts. That's one thing to take into consideration. They have a T-shirt that says 1881 to 2014. Be a lot of people wear it. It's got the, you know. It's like, there's birth T-shirt. I've seen them like different years. But maybe I, I saw it. it one day. I have no idea. I've never even well, thought of it. Well, it's a good memory, it. though. Whatever it is, you were right. I actually didn't even know that Mexican and the United States was in the same. Different tribes of Native, Native Americans have lived in the area that is now California for an estimated thirteen to 15,000 years. Holy shit, man. Holy shit. Wow. During the uh, pre-European uh, period... There was only uh, between a hundred and three hundred thousand Native Americans living in California. <laughs> wow, there's no one here. That's crazy, just empty. Isn't that weird? Three hundred thousand is not how empty. Nice though. It was. Imagine oh, how pleasant it was. It's probably amazing. <laughs> I mean, look, it was probably a hard life yeah. living back then. But how amazing must it have been to be on horseback and shit? Three hundred thousand people here. Well, actually, pre-European. The problem with that is pre-European. Um, I don't think they were on horses at all. The the horses came from the Europeans, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're riding horses. Like, that was one of the things, like, where Cortez showed up and Montezuma's people were like, what the fuck? These guys are yeah. gods. Because they were on horses. And, and thought that they were part yeah. Of, yeah. The, of, of, of the horse. Yeah. Fascinating shit, man. 1821. That is not that long ago. It's not that long ago at all. Less than 200 years ago, this was Mexico. Yeah. No wonder why Mexicans get mad. That shit's really recent. That's like... A f- <laughs> That's not that many generations either. No, not at all. That's not that many at all. There's like great great grandparents yeah. who can almost remember that shit. Yeah. Wow. I think I saw somewhere That's... the other day that Columbus, Ohio now has a bigger population of Mexicans than white people. I think is what I, I'll double check on that. But Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, and we just, I, I remember when I lived there just some 10 or 11 years ago, yeah. it was like I saw, I remember seeing the first Mexican. I remember like, what's that? You know, and my mom's like, that's a Mexican. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. They figured out a way. They just fucking hustled. <laughs> they got all the way up to Columbus. Like, these fucking chubby white people aren't working. Let's go take their jobs. Kick Damn some ass, right. take some names. I'll take five jobs, please. We're all living <laughs> in a one-bedroom apartment. We're saving money. Boom. Next thing you know, they're opening up a taco joint. Best tacos in Columbus. Dude's not even legal. They're earning it. They're taking <laughs> over. It's fine. If there's two taco places in town and one of them was a dude that's not even legal, I'm going to that guy's place. Yeah. He's bringing over goats and shit and serving <laughs> some, some nasty, vicious jalapenos. That one place, man, in La Jolla, across the street from the condo. What's oh, that place yeah. called again? Uh, shit, you asked me too fast. D- Bob's Burritos? Huh? Bob's Burritos? Don, Don, Don's? Luke, Don Luke. Whatever it is. It's so close to Mexico. Yeah. It's just the most authentic, the most ridiculously good burritos you'll ever have in your life. Amazing. And it's in San Diego, so it's like real close to the actual Mexico. You can't play. Don Lucas. Don, Don Lucas. Lucas. You can't mm-hmm. play. When you're in San Diego, you can't have some shitty Mexican food. Mexico's right there. <laughs> it's literally on the doorstep. <sighs> yeah, it's a weird moment, man, when you have um, you know, this incredible community like La Jolla 
you know, this uh, like really rich area. Yeah. It's beautiful, beautiful area. And then 20-minute drive, Tijuana. 20-minute drive, like a complete different country, you know, wrecked with poverty, drug violence. It's crazy touring around Europe, realizing how many countries you can cover in a few hours drive. Yeah, right? That's insane that you're driving through Germany to France to Holland to Italy. All of these are, are, are within a day kind of thing. It's, but you're in a completely different country and culture, language, everything. Well, yeah. I mean, you guys can go to France and Germany and Hungary. Like, how many different places can you leave in England and get to in one day? Insane amount. Insane. If, you, if you're literally driving through or driving, yeah, there's so many. And they all, we, how many of them speak different languages? All of them. <laughs> all of them. It's crazy. They're all like across the board from each other and completely different languages. But most of them speak English as well. Yeah, yeah. When you gig, respect. When you're doing gigs, do you do gigs in all these countries and do yeah. English gigs? Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. It was it, it was crazy because obviously it's, it's quite a, a lyric based. Mm-hmm. We assumed when we first started going out there that, that, that they wouldn't really get that side of it. But it's crazy how... In Europe, a lot of people seem to get it more because they read the translations of it and are paying attention more, if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. if you're hearing it and you speak English, you're going to miss tons of it, but you're right. just you're picking up enough. Right. Whereas because they're not picking up any, they'll then go and read it a word for word and understand it far more than half the British people who come to our shows and stuff like that. Oh, that's kind of cool. Because it's all fast. So if, you, yeah. if, if, you've, if you're like, oh, this is my language, then... You won't get. There's tons of hip hop songs. I don't know half of it, but I've listened to it a million times, and you just yeah. You Have you ever thought about it. like doing that as an app, releasing it as an app, and having all your uh, lyrics as an app? All the lyrics on there. No, that could be good. That could I mean, I've always been adamant of putting it in, like in the booklets and right. and shit like that. I've always been adamant on the packaging, always having, being good. I like physical stuff. Obviously, I'm adapting to digital stuff, but I I, I like to put out a nice. A, a, a physical product as well with all the lyrics in right. and then I kind of sit there all kind of snotty on, online when people ask me the lyrics it's like well if you'd bought the CD then you can just go and buy the album you'll find that out yeah do, do you get upset with people bootleg your shit um, I get upset that there's no sh- shame over it that, that kills me now that people will openly just tweet you going yeah I stole that it's like cool I, I understand that that happens but don't come to my face and tell me that because right. particularly as I release most of it on my own label now and stuff like that so it's like you're not ripping anyone off other than me um, yeah but do you feel like um, there's a balance with people finding out about your stuff because someone will take it and download it and then they'll, they'll distribute it and then I, other people will find out about it and then more people come to your shows I, I think there completely is I think um yeah, it's it's all a kind of it's it's all in, interwoven. But I think people often argue, "Oh, I stole I stole your music, but I paid to come to see you live." Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, and I performed live for you. Right, right. That's right. what you were paying for. That's do you know what I mean? That doesn't yeah. that, that doesn't cover the. It's like a respect CD. thing almost. It's just yeah. like like if you're going to do it, yeah, it might find you might hear some have some new listeners because he told somebody, but don't go to your like you say, go yeah. to your face and do it's, it. That's, it's it's it's, it's such I find it's, it's, it's such a weird argument. They're saying. Um, or, or saying I stole this but I paid for this when yeah. the thing you're paying for has its own value anyway it's like saying oh, I'm not going to pay you at work at, at this week but I paid you for the last three weeks so so we're cool <laughs> so, well, no we're not cool this, this is for this this work right 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 but I don't know I, like, I do a lot to, to try and just make it engaging and make 
uh, people I want to pay on my solo album I released a fake torrent that was all this all the instrumentals but me just talking and just chatting and doing kind of a DVD extras kind of oh the drummer on this track was was Travis Barker and, sh- and shit like that and going through stuff just so that the torrent that was first out there and everyone grabbed it wasn't at the album but then it also kind of not in a preachy way kind of said if you're stealing it you're stealing it from from me from the artist that you're right. you're, you're, you're you're into and supporting it's like so yeah and that kind of worked a lot of people say ah oh, shit I got caught I got caught on the fake torrent and that's interesting that you know I try I, I like to try and be yeah try and make things interesting in, in that way because again if people are going to steal they're going to steal but we get an awful lot of people who say I've not paid for an album in, a- in ages but I paid for your album because of yeah the way it's all coming from a personal perspective right because it's from someone directly you release it yeah yeah that's kind of you know there's there's a lot of things that people don't want to pay for online yeah you know and once they start being able to get things for free they don't they don't want to pay for them it's finding the balance and and the sweet spot i've just released my i i did a spoken word show at edinburgh fringe so it's kind of spoken word but then some stand up in there as well kind of thing and it stunned me that the comedy world Louis and yourself and everyone have found that thing of putting it out for five dollars and being direct to the customer for five dollars is enough for you to not want to go on a torrent site and hunt it down it seems to be that sweet spot that people will be happy to pay yet the music industry hasn't done that it's a for my edinburgh show i've done that and released it in mm-hmm. that way and again it seems to be working people are kind of up i think for that. people like you they'll buy it and if they wouldn't buy it they were probably never going to buy it anyway and if they download it you'll get more people downloading it so i don't know how many people have illegally downloaded my shit but a lot of people have bought it so it's i think it all works out i just think it works out spreads the word but again again i'm it's that i'm completely Mm -hmm. i think that's the way things go like i started off i think you've got to do a certain amount of free stuff i think that's totally key you you need to be giving away stuff for free and engaging and and building that crowd so that hopefully when you do have stuff for sale yeah people will pay well i think that definitely makes it a better better relationship that if everything you do is just for sale yeah you know i think when you you give people stuff for free you could i mean certainly like a podcast have you ever thought about doing something like a podcast i'm tempted i've 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 had a, a radio show in the in the uk for the last a, a year and a half i've just stopped that now for a a bit of a break, but I'm considering going the podcast route instead. Yeah, why not? I mean, when you have a radio show, the thing about it is you're always going to be working for somebody. You're always going to be, you know, uploading something yeah. to someone else's servers, yeah, and they have to that. decide whether or not Scroobius is getting crazy. This motherfucker saying some shit that I don't agree with. We're going to have to yeah. remove him from. Our I mean, that's exi- exactly it. that kind channel. of just being your own boss on that is yeah, and much like you do with your spoken word stuff. You're the creator of this stuff. You know. Yeah. You'd be the creator of your own podcast too. Yeah, I think Shit, I've, I've completely. F- I forgot that Edinburgh Fringe thing I mentioned. It's six dollars on my website, but if you went to the code word Rogan, it's five dollars at the moment. So you oh. know, I've, I've 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 seen your adverts. I know how it works. I know how to, oh, to win people over. So scroobiuspip.co.uk. Oh, there you go. That's code word Rogan. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's awesome, man. I forgot about that. I sorted that before I came in. What are you doing over in America right now? Um, I'm working on a new a solo album. So I'm working on that with a Travis Barker again, a Danny Lonna from Nine Inch Nails. Cool. Yeah, uh, Danny West is Borland. friends with Eddie Bravo. Yeah, yeah Eddie was over yeah. last night. He's, Travis he seems like a cool night. guy. I've never met him, but we've gone back and forth online. I've communicated with him nice a little bit. I do. The last time I was over here, 
And again, he's fucking, he's huge. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to yeah, give anyone any favours. Nice. Yeah. And I came over and he was just, he gave us about t- t- two hours in his studio of just him playing drums for the record. <laughs> was like, a genie wow. more? And just, just I've, we chatted online and he played on a track I'd done previously, but it was all over emails. And just the most accommodating and nice That's guy. So and it's cool. like, you don't have to be this guy. You could yeah. be a complete dick. You could, but he's, yeah, just played for hours. And literally as soon as I left, I had a, a message from him saying, if you need any more, just let me know. If you know if you're in town, top that's dude. so cool. That's great. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, he's about as big as it gets when it comes to drummers. Yeah. Does that exactly. guy have any room for tattoos, or is he just like it's completely covered. filled up? <laughs> he still seems to be having them all the time. But How's it's that got possible? Just he's just take tattooing over, over tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, he's got no room, man. It's, uh, I, I like that dude though. He does a lot of martial arts training too. He does. There's a place, yeah. There's a place near here that he. The way uh, we started at. talking was was us talking about our UFC events and our picks and that. That's kind of how we got to uh, to know each other. So yeah. Yeah, he loves, he loves the UFC. It. He's a big MMA fan. He's always tweeting about it and stuff. That's cool, man. So listen, we're we're out of time. We did three hours. Can you believe that shit? God damn it! it flew by. It did. It did. But thank you for first of all, thank you for letting us play your music on on the show, Not and from thanks for coming on uh, and uh, just having a chat. It was fun. Uh, thanks for having it. me on. Yeah. Pleased to be here. And what was the, the the thing that I wish I could say besides proper? Uh, something with an F. It wasn't it straight away or straight, straight away? Something with an F. You're the worst <laughs> reporter ever. Oh, I was thinking of fact. No. That's what you're always thinking of. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the fucking show is over, and we thank you. We thank you very, very much. Uh, thanks to Me Undies. Go to MeUndies.com, you dirty bore. <laughs> Seven year no change in underwear, motherfuckers. Go to meundies.com forward slash Rogan and get 20% off your first order by September 1st. That's meundies.com slash Rogan. And thanks also to Naturebox. Go to Naturebox. Do we do Naturebox? No, this Tink. One? Well, we did Naturebox last one. So oh, yeah. thanks to Naturebox anyway. Uh, <laughs> if you want a free Naturebox commercial, go to naturebox.com forward slash Rogan and you'll get 50 percent off your month's first box and thanks also to ting go to rogan.ting.com and save 25 bucks off of any of their new phones oh uh, i'm in, with, this weekend i'm with ryan sickler and uh sam tripley at velvet jones in santa barbara powerful santa barbara yeah. that's an awesome spot yeah i love santa barbara it's one of my favorite cities all right so uh you can find out that and more on deskquad.tv along with all of brian's uh products the kitty cat shirts that he creates all himself and all that stuff And uh, we'll be back next week. A lot of more podcasts for you, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, have yourselves a beautiful life. Big kiss.